With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know about all of you guys, but I think Joe Biden's not going to be running for president in 2024. You got a New York Times article saying he shouldn't run and he should tell everyone he's not running. You've got vultures circling his withered, decaying body. All these prominent individuals in the Democratic Party are being lined up. Even CNN's running an article saying the 11 Democrats who could replace Joe Biden. The media knows it. It's time to admit it. Joe Biden is not going to make it to the end of a second term. He'd be eight, what, 86, I think is what they say in the New York Times, 86 years old. And now we have this. Joe Biden goes to Kentucky because of the disaster and people are yelling at him. Let's go, Brandon. They don't like this guy. People don't like this guy. Now, look, I get it. 60 some odd percent of Democrats want him to run again. Only 60 percent. Independent voters mostly don't. Republicans obviously don't. But he can't even get more than 60 percent of his own party. Dude's out. So we'll definitely talk about this. We're going to talk about what's going on with New York City banning gas buildings. Mm. So they're switching to all electricity. And now there's speculation that's going to result in rolling blackouts. But I guess that's what happens when you have Democrat leadership in New York unrestrained, shutting down free speech, shutting down people's livelihoods. Nobody cares. I mean, people fled, I guess. But now that you've just given the despots full control of the city, and I can't blame people for leaving. Joining us. To talk about all of this is Alicia Cross. Did I, did I say it? Kraus. Totally I, wrong. I did the wrong See, one. I, I did it. it him. I, it's my bad, though, because everybody always biffs my name. And I was like, oh, it's Alicia Kraus, not Alicia Cross. And then I think that was right before. Oh, and we I went, went I went, I did the other wrong one. And you did yeah. the wrong one because I, I spoke Krause. it into being right. and then That's it right. was stuck in your head. So I'm sorry about that. Yep. It's your fault that I said it wrong. My bad. Not my fault. Don't look at me. <laughs> if, if, if Tim's going to say it wrong, I'm definitely going to say <laughs> yeah, it wrong. And it's not on purpose. It's not my fault. You can call me E. Uh, yeah. Kraus. My about, husband calls me Elish. Oh, that's cute. Elisha. Uh, no, we had this conversation. I know. So <laughs> I don't know if he was just pulling my leg, but when Ben and I did a morning show together, he informed me that I have a Jewish dude's name and my parents are like, we're non-denominational. And I like, you think that it's Elijah and Elijah in the Bible. And Ben was like, no, it's Elijah and Elisha. And, and I literally just asked you, I was like, Kraus, right? And yeah. then you were like, yeah. And then you, and then I think you said, you said, what do you say? Alicia Cross. And I said, don't say Cross. And then I did. <laughs> I did it. Uh, so who are you? What do you do? <laughs> what am I? What do I do? Um, I'm a out of work homeschool mom. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. uh, no, I, uh, live in Los Angeles and oh, a sorry. conservative commentator. Hey, at least it's sunny. Like, true. it's dictatorial, but the weather's nice. And, uh, <laughs> And I'm a political geek that's been doing this stuff in this world since I was 18. I'm a grandma millennial. I'm 35. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, I'm here in DC, uh, area co-hosting at Newsmax this week. So that's been fun. Cool. Right on. Well, thanks for coming. What yeah. do I want to talk about? Well, thanks for having me as well. My name is Luke Radowski, and I think New Hampshire is one of the best, freest places in the world next to Charan, Mexico. And that's why, hey, I made this t-shirt that says Make America New Hampshire, which you can get exclusively on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because you do, I'm here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with someone's name that sounds like a Jewish <laughs> dude. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ian Crossland here from iancrossland.net. Happy to be here. Glad you guys are here. Thanks for coming. 
I am excited to be here as well, pushing buttons in the corner as I do, and I love my lady Ooh. guests as always. I'm excited for tonight as well. Yeah, we got to balance out all the testosterone. Yeah, in this seriously, room. Oh, yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah, Luke, Luke's <laughs> preparing a Fight Club or something. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, we got professional kickboxer trainers in the house, so like a real Fight Club, like, like legit a professional fight club. tonight, professional tomorrow. Oh, I was gonna say, I don't know that I can do that in my I heels. But I want to stress, like actual trained people are coming to do a class and like teach people. Right? Is that I'm what it is? Stoked. I mean, if you're gonna have a Fight Club, the first rule is we can't talk about. Alright, let's just get into the news then because I've already revealed too much. Before we get started, my friends, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and help support our fierce and independent journalism. As a member, you get access to our members-only segment. we got a ton of segments from the TimCast IRL podcast that are exclusive, available only on the website, TimCast.com, and you can watch all of them as a member. So please help support our work because all of this, everything we do is funded by you guys becoming members of the website. We're hiring more people. We're launching new shows. We're going to go see Spider-Man tomorrow in the first showing, which means I got to work double time, mainly because I want to see Spider-Man. I'm super excited for it. <laughs> oh my, your job's so hard. You have to go but, watch Spider-Man. Well, it means I have to work like twice as much in the morning to make sure I can get there on time because we're doing an early showing so I can make it back for the, for the, for the IRL show. I'm still eye rolling at you saying, oh, it's But, hard. but <laughs> it's because Spider-Man. we have a new show. We have a pop culture show. And That's so fun. we want to make sure that uh, the hosts of our show are, are oh, you know, dang it. know what's going on. I, I wish we had talked. Like, I would be totally fine with bashing Ben Affleck today if y'all wanted to go down that Oh, route. hey, maybe. Maybe we'll get there. But <sighs> anyway, right um, as a member, you're helping support all the new shows we're doing. And that's one of the things we have to do. So, you know, we're willing to do the hard work of going to see that's Spider-Man right. tomorrow because uh, uh, the work has to be done. But, uh, no, we, we do the show and we're all supported by you. So don't forget to uh, become a member. But uh, smash the like button right now. Subscribe to this channel, Timcast IRL on YouTube. Share the show with your friends. And uh, let's jump in to this first story, literally right here, that we have right up. People shout, let's go, Brandon, during Joe Biden's visit to Kentucky. And there's a picture of Joe, Bra- of, of Joe, Joe Brandon. Brandon. I was going to say Joe Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Brandon. Sorry, we just it. made you mess up on all the names. Yeah, all I can't do it. It's like once Train you've wreck. done one wrong, you're just going to read that it's fine. Why are you Radowskiing so much, Tim? <laughs> yes. I don't know. What's going on? I hear. Maybe, you know, maybe I just haven't had enough, you know, sugar, sugar or something. Yeah. I've had zero sugar today. Yeah. All right. President Joe Biden <laughs> was met with shouts of let's go Brandon and a Trump flag as he wow. arrived in Kentucky on Wednesday to survey damage from a tornado that killed at least 88 people. Uh, we know what let's go Brandon means. So they got videos and photos Two let's go Brandon's from the crowd as Biden gets out after arriving in the state. Biden tweeted, I'm in Kentucky to meet with local leaders and to survey the damage from the tornadoes and extreme weather. It will take all of us working together to recover and begin rebuilding. And we are committed to providing whatever support is needed for however long it takes. Earlier in the day, Biden spoke with Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir and was briefed on the damage while in Mayfield. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was also present. Uh, and that's basically it. That's the gist of the story. But I think this is an important, uh, important story. Yeah, I feel like under the years of the former president, even like I, I go back to I'm a political nerd. So even back to like when Romney was running or McCain was running or when George W. Bush was in the White House, I remember living on 34th Street in New York City and half a million people were like burning his effigies. Right. And mm. it was like a news story of look how mad they are at the Republican in office and and like protesters, free speech. Yay. But it's also one sided. Like here's yeah. two dudes, which, you know, two dudes ain't that many. I feel like most of the people in Kentucky are probably legitimately mourning and worried about their homes and their neighbors and the businesses in the area and what are they going to do with the rest of their lives and their priority isn't to go out there and yell let's go brandon but kudos to the guys who did it and they have a right well, to do that and and so but you're not going to get coverage of this anywhere else because heaven forbid 
people who are against Joe Biden express their, you know, viewpoints. I think they have a right to, to say it. I think it's important that people speak up, especially in the face of Joe Biden. I think that's what makes America great. The fact that Joe Biden can come down and you can yell, let's go, Brandon, mm-hmm. is what's, what's awesome oh, about yeah. this country. For and, sure. It, it, part of me is, though, like, man, I wish we could kind of just get, like, we have a major disaster here. 88 people died. Yeah. But... Joe Biden is just, he's burning this country to the ground, and I'm not going to blame him for the natural disaster, but so many people are suffering in this country because of his failed leadership. For someone to get that opportunity to be like, I am going to criticize you over everything we're dealing well, with. Well, and if you look yeah, at, you got to do it. Even NPR, I think I was listening to NPR earlier today, and they were talking about how this area was already hard hit by the economy, and mm-hmm. then you have a tornado that comes through and levels the entire town. So there is. And this guy's going to do a photo op. And he's, and that, so I get the frustration of local people that are like, okay, now you're coming. Now you're pretending to do something. Now you're going to send us funds. Now you're pretending to care when we've lost our factory jobs and we've done all this stuff and like this quote unquote return to normal that you promised hasn't happened. Well, middle America has been, I think, most screwed over by the establishment, whether it was the opioid epidemic, whether it's even gas prices going up. This predominantly affects people in rural rural areas like Kentucky, where they have to drive around. They spend more on gas. They spend more on, on energy and utilities. But this is not a rare occurrence. I still remember at the end of the Bush presidency, there was also an incident where he was out there surveying some kind of environmental damage. And then people came up and screamed, F you Bush. Mm -hmm. They also did it to Dick Cheney. uh, But his poll numbers are extremely down. And I think the few people who are supporting him are some uh, cartel members, the Taliban, and a few billionaires (laughs) that really make up the few percentage points Uh, of support that he gets. And China. Yeah. Yes. 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 Xi Jinping, good, good, good big fan. Mm -hmm. Taking it, taking advantage right now. He's meeting with Putin and they're basically joining together because Biden is, is, you know, sitting on his hands. Well, it's look, I don't want war in Ukraine. I don't want war in Afghanistan, but Joe Biden, wow, did he screw up Afghanistan? And that's really when his poll numbers took a huge hit because he, he, he's, he is a failed leader. I think with a lot of stuff, especially inflation, the reason people are mad at, at the establishment altogether. Yeah. A lot of people are in these cities and they they can't see it. They don't understand. When the prices go up a little bit, they're not thinking about it. Mm -mm. And it's incremental. If every day you wake up, they add a nickel or whatever to the food, it's going to take you a little while to be like, hey, wait a minute. Why is the milk costing so much? But when you get news story like... People are screaming and dying and a bomb went off in Afghanistan and our, our, you know, the, the withdrawal was a huge disaster. All of a sudden people, there's something tangible they can see there. I gotta say though, I think for average Americans outside the beltway, outside, you know, these liberal meccas where everybody's making a quarter of a million dollars a year and they're like STEM jobs, right? Um, that you have people like me that I go to the grocery store every week with my kids and that does affect us. Fuel prices do affect us. My parents live 30 miles from the closest grocery store. You have people watching right now that, you know, have to commute maybe 50 miles to work one day, uh, one way. And so those things, even though it is like incremental, they still feel that when they look at their paycheck and they're like, well, that thousand bucks ain't going to go as far this week. And I think that that angst can continue into the midterms, but I don't know. Voters have short-term memory, and obviously his ratings are not good. His his polling numbers are not too hot, and I don't I don't blame abysmal. Him. They're absolutely abysmal. So bad. Um, but I but, think but, that there's an element of with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most of the time people vote with what affects them like in that moment. It, voting is an emotional appeal. And typically liberals tend to do a better job at telling the story. But the story that they're telling, the story that they're showing, and the story that they're governing right now is a total crap show. And, and I think it's going to really hurt them next year. What I think is absolutely crazy is that Biden's approval rating was as high as it was for as long as it was, especially compared to Trump. When we got Donald Trump in office, the economy started doing better. Mm-hmm. In 2019, I heard over and over again how good the economy was from from news reports, mm. from uh, individuals. We, when we were buying furniture for the first studio we built, the furniture sales lady was just like, 2019 was the greatest year of my life. Mm. I can't believe how much money I made. I'm so happy. The guy who was doing the um, foundation work as we were expanding outside, he was like, business is booming. And mm-hmm. that was January of 2020. Yep. And then what happened? Yeah. But take a look. What's really fascinating, we have this uh, Joe Biden's real clear politics poll average. It's Ooh. right around, it's, it's Afghanistan, yeah. yep. where he really yep. got slammed. Yep. And th- th- that's why it's fascinating to me that it was literally screwing up getting out of Afghanistan where things started to flip. And I think what may have happened is that moment was a big slap in the face to a lot of people who were, who were content to be like, Trump is gone. Everything's fine yep. now. And then all of a sudden they were like, a bomb just went off and killed a bunch of people outside of the, the airport. Yep. And Bagram Air Force Base was abandoned. And I think left, right, or center, even like you said, okay, I didn't want to be in war in Afghanistan. You don't want to abandon our own people. And there is, thank God, this beauty to America and our citizens that whether you look like me or vote like me, I'm still not going to like abandon you in another country. Well, like, and I'm not going to leave you to die. And I think that there has been this element of your commander in chief does not leave you behind. There's, you know, all of the situations like Reagan with the Iran hostages, you know, uh, other situations of even Obama who paid to get some people out of Iran that like we, we don't leave our guys behind. We don't leave our people behind. And it was a wake up call. And I think very shocking to a lot of Americans like, holy wait what this just happened and nobody's gonna do anything about it and they're just pretending like it's no big deal i was surprised the moment people didn't wake up was true and on a shot of pressure yeah mm-hmm. well the mainstream media pretty much got him into office they're supporting him throughout the way but now that you see the cracks uh in the facade that they kind of painted of him as this kind of trump savior he's not a trump savior what happened in afghanistan was an absolute geopolitical failure that of course gave billions of dollars of weaponry to the taliban and the retaliation against the attack on the base was literally killing 10 innocent civilians seven of them children u.s aid workers that were providing water and just recently as of a few hours ago the pentagon announced that they will be holding no one responsible for the butcher and assassination of innocent civilians in afghanistan that the media and the Pentagon were telling us was ISIS-K members that were going to launch a preemptive strike on the embassy. That wasn't true. They were lying through their teeth. And this is one reason why, again, Biden totally out of touch with reality. He had to have a PR campaign disinformation group to a meeting with the corporate media in order to paint a positive picture mm-hmm. on the economy. Wow, and, yeah. and, and today he even issued a statement saying, what's the big deal when talking about giving up freedoms in exchange for, of course, the vaccine mandates? Totally out of touch, totally totalitarian. To me, he's a puppet did he, that many special interests are using to push very unpopular so policies did, on the American people. Did, did he get a come on man in there when he said to give up your freedoms? Nope. He Come actually on, man. spoke, he he actually spoke clearly. He uh, actually made oh, wow. coherent one sentences. Yeah. And he was like, you know, what's the, what's more, the big deal, guys? The more dictatorial he is, the clearer he speaks. I'm old enough to remember my background has been talk radio. And I produced the Hannity radio show for seven years. And I remember there was a time where it was like, 
Hugh Hewitt, might have been Dennis Prager, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, like the OGs of, of conservative right radio, met with George W. Bush in his second term. And it might have been a time when his poll numbers were down. And there was like all of these mainstream media reports once the meeting was leaked of, oh, look, White House conspires with far right media da 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 and like try to boost the president's poll numbers. But yet you have, like you said, not just, not just, you know, the young Turks and like crazy leftist organizations that claim to be unbiased media outlets, uh, going and talking to people in the White House communications team. You have members of the mainstream media outlets that pretend to be fair and balanced journalists that are doing this. And like, where is the outrage? Just, there, I think the double standard is what really gets to me. There's two things I'll add. First is there was a CNN producer who was arrested <sighs> for trafficking kids and Brian yep. Stelter's on Twitter. Like, why won't the Fox hosts talk about the text messages? And it's like, they did. Okay. Well, it was 24 hours later. And it's like, when are you going to talk about the Chris producer? Cuomo? Yeah. Chris Cuomo and your producer, the, the producer who worked with Chris Cuomo, or even the CIA scandal where they caught their own agents doing some of those same similar actions. But MSNBC, ABC News, CBS, NBC all ignored this major CNN but producer. I, stuff. But I got I got to add one more thing too about what happened in Afghanistan. I'll tell you where I think I wish more Americans would give Biden a lower rating is when he what what, what did he do? He he did it. He issued a drone strike which killed ten civilians. Was it ten? Ten civilians, seven children, and it was an aid worker that was providing clean water to the Afghani people and uh how many of the uh, are, is anybody involved going to be i don't know maybe indicted go to prison or the anything? pentagon just announced no one will be held responsible yeah. for this action yep. so joe biden um following his predecessor mm-hmm. uh, uh barack obama kills children yeah. now i'm not going to give trump a, 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 a an escape on this one the difference is with with uh, barack obama we know definitively that he killed abdul rahman al-alaki in mm-hmm. a drone strike in yemen we know definitively that Joe Biden's administration, they issued this drone strike. When it comes to Donald Trump and the death of Abdul Rahman's little sister, this was a, this was a commando raid in Yemen. It's speculated that yeah. she died. It's, it's, so it's still bad. And I don't want to give Trump any free passes on, passes on his drone strikes or his commando raids and the, and the stuff he did. But I'm also going to say Donald Trump also moved to withdraw from Afghanistan and Syria and, and didn't start any new wars. And I'll take what I can get. Criticism where, where criticism is due. Praise where praise is due. Joe Biden, I knew this was going to happen. You get him in office and he was going to restart the war machine the same we saw in the, in the years prior. Well, and I think that we all kind of expected that in 2016 had it been Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. who won. And I think that that's why you saw people, um, specifically like those Rust Belt people where Hillary didn't spend any money, um, yep. <laughs> you know, that yep. decided to vote for <laughs> Trump because it was a breath of fresh air and people were war weary. Now, as someone who knows and loves many members of the military, I don't know the details of that commando thing. And I've never been on the ground with a gun to my head and having to kill bad guys. And unfortunately, there is a cost benefit yeah. analysis to every single decision that you make as commander in chief, right? Yeah. Like if you actually, it is kind of fascinating to go back and look at the Obama decision to go get in bin Laden and how the guys in the room all had different percentages of what they thought the likelihood of one bin Laden actually being there. And then two, it being like a no fault operation. And the, and that, that risk is extremely high and that's part of their job. But yeah, I do appreciate the consistency that you have there. It, it's just also, once again, yeah. the media would be blowing up everything had an aid worker been killed in a drone strike by Donald but, Trump. But just really quick, there wasn't a lot of consistency with the official story of what Obama did to uh, Osama. And then it, the raid that w- Donald Trump committed that allegedly killed Anawaki's sister uh, was literally the raid that Obama didn't want to do, but but Donald Trump personally called off on, and there was civilian casualties, according to many independent reports. I, I'll, I'll say this, though. That was really early in, in Trump's administration. 
Trump switched to, to, to getting Amer- American personnel out and upping drone strikes. I'm not a big fan of that necessarily, but I suppose it's like, ugh, what do you do, right? You, you, you say, we well, don't want ground conflict. So to secure certain areas, you need drones. Donald Trump tried getting us out of Syria and he was lied to by whatever, whatever you want to call these people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the bureaucratic state. How about that? The administrative yeah. state. They lied to the American people and to Donald Trump to make sure that, that we kept troops in Syria when he and the American people don't want these wars. So mm-hmm. I will give him credit for that. And I will, I will say this. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, <laughs> we have we're, just, we're just really quick. Also, I wanted to add that Donald Trump made sure that the list of people that were assassinated by the drone strikes was kept secret away from the general public. Obama, at least, executed people, kept the list. Uh, Trump, <laughs> let's be honest with Hillary. Uh, uh, but, but Trump also took away the decision for him personally calling off on these assassinations and gave it to the Pentagon as well. So I think that's an important factor to, to understand here. And, and I wish he would have pulled troops out correctly out of Afghanistan. But You he mean didn't. like you want the transparency of it? Yes, exactly. And, and Reporting. Like I'm, if you're going to kill a 15 year old American citizen, which Obama did, mm-hmm. and his spokesperson told me and and we are change reporters that they should have had a better father, at least be open and transparent that, about it. That was Ooh. that was yeah. massive. That was back what 2012. Yep, that was during Luke, the presidential election. Luke was on the ground during the election campaign, and he you went up to I think Debbie Wasserman Schultz and who was it Charlie Gibbs? Uh, yes, Charlie Gibbs and Obama's uh, chief of staff and and spokesperson. And I asked him exactly why did your administration personally call off on the assassination of a 15-year-old call American off, citizen? Sign on signed, for. signed off on the on yeah. the assassination of a 15-year-old American citizen. And the response I got by by Mr. Gibbs was he should have had a better father. Oh. This this actually yeah. got that, yeah. that's an, this was an American. How citizen. did I forget that story? Yeah. Like Crazy. that's like in my. But that's that's not just Obama. You know, of yeah. course he was the president, but that's Biden too. Biden was was very deeply involved in the in the in the Iraq operation. Oh, he likes to. It's funny how. Remember, uh, De, Bin Laden's dead. Detroit's alive. I don't know. You been to Detroit lately? Like he very much liked to marry himself to all of the winds of the Obama administration. I think mainly to appeal to black voters. Um, and. <laughs> not it's not marry himself to any of the failures of the Obama administration, of which there are many. Well, it's this is this has been an abysmal abysmal uh, administration, and it's only it's not it's not even been a full year. So we're oh, already God. getting this. Check this out. Oh. We're we're already getting rumors that Joe Biden is not going to be running in twenty twenty four. So who do you think it might be? Could it be no. Hillary Clinton? No. The Daily Mail reports Clinton's belief that the presidency is her birthright. And deep unpopularity of Biden and Harris could see the former first lady run in 2024. Politics insider warns. And I do not disagree. (laughs) I don't know if I believe she would because she is deeply unpopular herself. But she came out recently and she was like, here's the speech I would have given if I won. Could you just give me a second to rant about that, by the way? (sighs) When on God's green earth has anyone lost as much as Hillary Clinton (laughs) and been given so much time to talk about all the things that she wanted to do or would have done had she won? Like, Democrats in general fail up, like Pete Buttigieg, anybody. Mm. But I am just fascinated by the fact that we keep giving this, like, what what was she on the Today Show or something? Like, it was a legitimate mainstream media show with millions of viewers where, like, she's given a primetime A-block slot to talk about, (laughs) here's the speech I would have given. Okay, here's the speech I would have given had I been born Giselle Bundchen. 
had I been? Yeah, exactly. Like, is, is had it, I gotten an Oscar? Here's the speech I would have given. Isn't she doing a master class or something? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh. selling it on losing. My, right now, my favorite, my favorite Honestly. joke I saw was someone said, "What's the master class going to be?" Pointing out Wisconsin on a map. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. ah, or, or that's the one she would need. Standing I by your man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> having great relationships, <laughs> winning elections. Well, um, now let's be real. Those are things she was all really bad at. But she could. But the like, media no, pretends uh, that she is good at all right, of those right, right. things. Like they pre- they give her the opportunity to give that dumb speech. But I gotta give her because they feel like she should have given that speech, and yeah. they also are signed on to it being her. Yeah, birthright. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But as much as many people don't like Hillary Clinton, and I'm not a fan, I think we absolutely need to recognize what she is really, really good at. The things she's done really well, like running the Clinton Foundation while she was running the State Department right. and uh-huh. taking donations from foreign governments to large think, sums. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when she was no longer a contender for the presidency or in the White House, those donations started to dry up. I got really another good. one. I got another one. I got yeah. another one. I just got one really quick one. Okay. Ma- ma- making sure that her husband goes on the Epstein's Island. He's oh, very God. good at that. By awesome. the way, the, the, the Maxwell trial, I follow all the conspiracy theorists on the gram about yeah. that. But uh yeah, she's also really good at just signing on Hollywood money and Hollywood celebrities and... Going and partying and stuff. She's great being connected to Harvey Weinstein as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like all Democrats. She she knows how to pick them. Did you see that... You you saw the video of her crying, right? It was the weirdest not cry, like fake crying. I'm I'm sorry. They they came out and, you know, everyone ragged on Kyle Rittenhouse saying crocodile tears. And I'm like, the dude's having a panic attack, if anything. But like... That was PTSD. That kid needs to be... I will say this. He's getting therapy. Because... Okay, thank you. Because I... The mom in me is like, stop doing interviews. Start doing therapy. Right. He is. That that was in the trial. Because you are young Mm -hmm. and in 10 years... It's going to hit you. You need to... You need to... mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Take a beat. I feel like someone should have told that to Hillary when she was much younger. Yeah. Because something is wrong with her. Something, something from a you, very young age. So did, did your mom ever tell you like you, hey, Tim, you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Like there's moms like they are unconditional. They're amazing. They encourage you. So did my mom. She's probably watching right now. Hey mom. And, and like, Elisha, <laughs> you can be anything you want to be. But it's like, did Hillary's mom do that to the nth degree? Yeah, too much. L- like, just too much? Like, was it weirdly indoctrinated? Like, did she have goggles on that it was, like, fed to her, like, in Zoolander? Like, this is what you will well, do. This is what you will do. And that's why she legitimately I, I, thinks it's her birthright. Probably, probably I, I don't, Bill. I don't, I don't Bill think so. probably brainwashed her to I, think she's no, no, the, the one. The reason I don't think so is because her mom uh, has a goat's head and, and is, oh. you know, hoven <laughs> right. feet and claws and, Clothing, you know, yeah. uh, created her out of a pentagram and summoned her from the depth. <laughs> Uh, and probably just, you know, intent was it was in, in, inherent within the, uh-huh. the demonic presence. Uh-huh. You know I mean? yeah, yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
I was going to say something similar, MK Ultra. I think that's also a possibility. <laughs> but uh who knows? Oh, but it's but, her time. Exactly. But, but no, they, she's just she's just in, she's just an insane person. Mm. You know, she's she's a sociopath. Narcissistic. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah, ego, narcissism. I think I think actually re- left right or center. I think in order to be honestly um, I think most people in, in our industry, so politicians and anybody on a microphone is typically narcissistic. She's on record celebrating death and, yeah. and murder and torture. She's like, yeah, that was great. Remember, Remember when she yeah. said she wanted to drone Julian Assange? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Can't we just yes. drone this guy? And then she was like, it was a joke, I swear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but when McCain joke. said bomb, 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 Iran like, <laughs> in a Q&A in 2008, people were like, what? Uh-huh. Warmonger, neocon. So is it, Pretty, yeah. is it, is it you think Hillary's going to run? She's she's gonna run. I I don't know. I kind of would be excited for it. The hill because she she would lose miserably. Miserably, Trump would just win again. I think <laughs> there's gonna be a glitch in the matrix where we wake up and as soon as election season starts, we're back in 2016. We don't know what happened, and it's <laughs> Hillary yeah. versus Trump again. Like, it's like what? No, I, no, it's Ian waking up, and he's he was like coming out of a DMT trip. I remember the like, moment I woke up and happened? saw Trump won, and I felt like the wind was knocked out of me. I was like, what, what? is happening? Like, what did I drink? Yeah, I for sure, it was like totally. <laughs> I was in Times Square, and you could hear a pin drop and yeah. all the people that went there to celebrate were all quiet there's like five trump supporters and you could see five guys like did you ah! see, did, did and everyone's just giving them the stink eye and i was there like, filming it like this is absolutely crazy and incredible at the same time was it the crying meme like the crazy yes, like, crying meme filled with people in times square like people shocked jaws on the floor walking around aimlessly lost like zombies not knowing what just hit them and they're watching all the news like what in total sh- it was it was it was, it was something it's, to experience it's, it's a night i will never forget when i watched the New York Times like probability meter it said like, and it just, great, like greater yep. than 99% yep. chance Hillary Clinton and then it slowly oh, yeah. went down I remember when it hit 50% yep. and I was just I was laughing I was in the Sputnik office and everyone there was start, start, like people were starting to cry because they were all Democrats and then it shifts and then I remember when it was like Trump is cannot lose at this point Cassandra Fairbanks is there. She's laughing. She went from crying to laughing to crying again because she was like sad crying and then like, like in the denial. I do have to say, so I'm a home birth hippie and, uh, I like went, went to this, unfortunately COVID closed down my liberal friends yoga studio and it was like women only. So I really liked it because I feel like we were doing yoga and yeah, dudes and, um, and there were a lot of women in like the full women health yoga class, like the next day that were like, I'm just here for the peace. <laughs> and I did all of my essential oils and all of my touch points. Chunk Uger freaking out like, <laughs> during was, his live stream. It was hilarious. It was crazy. I, I'm see. just sitting there like, guys, okay. They're okay. like, Alicia, what's stressing you today? And I'm like, oh, you guys? No. <laughs> I, I, what I find funny too is like my response to the election with Joe Biden was I was like, there it is. The count is in. Joe Biden, you know, is, is projected to be the winner. And then I, they they got mad at me for that. Like the, the the liberals were like, "Ha ha, you're a loser." And I'm like, I just what? was like, "Yeah, he won." I don't know. You okay. stated truth, I mean, truth yeah. that well, they the denied. Trump, for Trump like, supporters got mad at me, you know, when I said that. But I'm just like, it is what it is. I don't know. What am I supposed to do about it? And they were like, "Ha ha, you're a loser. You voted for Trump and you lost." And I was like, "Yeah." Ah. Um, it's, they cried it's also for four years. I, I do have to say, and I was reading something the other day as a mom, and I think like it's good for society in general. Like we have to learn how to lose. Like you have yes. to be a good, you have to be decent at losing to understand the importance of winning. And I think yeah. that if you don't learn that, like Hillary didn't, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, shut up, like, dude, just shut you up. Have lady. To, it is, you're not so being dignity. graceful and you're not being dignified and yeah. you're not doing the country any good. But and it, like, if you want to run for president of the United States, you're allegedly supposed to care about country first. 
it's clearly not about country first with but, her. But it's going to be okay because a lot of women are going to learn how to lose at sports, uh, in sports, oh, especially yeah. our oh, we already the United are. States. Because yeah. oh, of our yeah. fellow women. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, it's, it's, man, it's crazy to me. It's been six, it's been six and a half years since I'm like sitting there watching Hillary Clinton announcing she's going to run. And then the 2016 election cycle when she's debating Trump was one of the funniest things so ever. Good. That, that, you know, the things, because you'd be in jail. It's just like, yeah. man, yep. mic drop. drop moments. People are cheering. <laughs> they're, they're treating it like WWE. The the debates were definitely more entertaining. I used all the GIFs in my tweets from so the debates. <laughs> the debates <laughs> it was like so fun. Are never fun or funny. But Donald Trump, he brought that. And so, so I actually had this conversation the other day with somebody. Uh, Trump also brought. I think like the cable newsification to politics. Mm-hmm. Like I've often said that the Trump family is like the Royals meet the Kardashians oh, <laughs> because, yeah. because like that is the kind of cultural phenomenon that they are. And that he kind of had a thing like they had hair and makeup people in the white house for anyone in their administration that went on camera. He kind of got that the visual and the story, it mattered. And that's why Hollywood is all about leftism for a few other things too. But because it's like they are turned to and have been turned to for decades to create the narrative and to create the story to help Democrats win. And Republicans have often failed at like the emotion and the story of things. Well, this is something that Andrew Clavin talks a lot about. He talks Mm -hmm. about how conservatives are so bad at turning the story in their favor we don't understand the importance of the arts Mm -hmm. we don't understand the importance of movies Mm -hmm. or books or anything like that and that's part of the reason that we're losing the culture wars is something that the left has such grasp on i don't know why we're so bad at it but we're i think that for a really long time we have fled because we thought that we couldn't win there so Mm -hmm. then we flee i mean we see it happening now with covid right self-fulfilling prophecy that people just they run away they go to the ease of things instead of like putting down roots and fighting and being the odd man out. Trump, uh, a lot of people think Trump's going to run, right? Yeah. We know we've even talked to Steve Bannon's like, he's running, it's going to happen. And and some of his former administration. And uh, I certainly think so. He's been rallying. He's been losing weight, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, he's going to be up there too. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be as old as Joe Biden was when Joe Biden ran. So he'll be like the second oldest president ever. And he did have that line against Biden about how Biden was too old and. Yeah. yeah, but is that anymore? Trump is spry. You know? Yeah, I've heard that about him. Yeah. yeah, one criticism that I'm seeing a lot of him, especially when he goes on Fox News, is that he's actually uh, supporting uh, Big Pharma more than his supporters. Um, I've seen a lot of criticism of him, especially with a lot of the the mandates and and that, that he criticizes a little bit, but he still promotes overall. Well, did you know, he considered procedure. a mandate? Early, I thought early in COVID. He was like, oh, yeah, well, we should we should have like a incentive and we should make sure that everybody gets the vaccine. Yeah. There's also a lot of criticism from his base uh, of people saying that he just didn't stand up for his supporters, for his people. And that uh, there, there's a huge kind of disconnect between a lot of people who are not really satisfied with that administration as well. That needs to be brought up. I think that the number one. Um, well, I don't know. I look at 2024 and I'm like, let's just run DeSantis. Then we can have a really fun, like, lottery of who we gonna choose for VP, and then just, like, destroy any of the, what was it, 11 different Democrats, and all of the Democrats that the mainstream media is floating, all of the names are awful, and they're all yeah. losers. Once again, Democrats fail up. None it of, was none, like, none of these people have, yeah. have the effect. Who is, who, Amy Klobuchar. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. DeSantis has a lot of good energy behind him, though. He does. Yes, and so I'm just saying, like, I would love are... it. I would love it if if people like any other de- like Republican that's thinking of running anybody like Abbott, 
anybody else under the sun. Just, I love you guys. You're great. Keep, keep governing well in your states. Let's just give it to DeSantis. And then we can have one of you great people as VP. And then we can destroy any of these idiots on this list. We, I, I think DeSantis is a better option. Mm. Although he is more of a traditional Republican in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. So for me, you know, we'll see. It really is depending. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta be about what's in the forefront of his administration. And I'm still kind of skeptical. Trump, I didn't vote for the first time. Same. After seeing what he was doing, I was like, this guy's a bull in a china shop. And yeah. he's saying no to the establishment. DeSantis, however, I think has proven himself, especially with the, with COVID. So mm-hmm. if he were to run. I got, I got to say too, I'm really impressed with a lot of these AGs on the state level. Yeah. Like, good. um, a lot of these Paxton. attorney generals, like in Oklahoma, for example, they're kind of like, oh, you can't mandate our national guard to have the jab because turns out we're in charge of the national guard, not the DOD. So mm-hmm. there you go. Well, let, and, and I, and I really, I'm pretty impressed with a lot of these like AGs on some state levels and maybe they'll end up in the Senate or something one day. That'd be nice. Let's, let, let's talk about what Ron DeSantis is doing. And one of the things that I would really, really support him over, and this is from the Washington post, DeSantis invokes MLK as he proposes stop woke act against critical race theory. Oh. I'm a fan. They say, As Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was introducing proposed legislation that would allow parents to sue schools teaching critical race theory in the classroom, he invoked the words of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., that's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., to try and make his point about the Stop Woke Act and the escalating conflict over the teaching of race. You see how they do that? Teaching of race. Yeah, okay. Nice try. Quote, you think about what MLK stood for. He said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. Yep. DeSantis said, you listen to some of these people nowadays, they don't talk about that. So I tell you this. The one thing I always ask my liberal friends, mm-hmm. I say something very, very simple, simple to them. I say, uh, do you support the message of Dr. King? You know, they all say, yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll say, what about segregating these classrooms on the basis of race is in line with judging people on the content of their character, not the color of their skin? Yeah. And it, for a lot of people, there's a cognitive dissonance. They get angry because they're very tribalist. Well, because it's not fair. It's like the instant reaction. Well, they say they they say colorblind society is wrong, and I'm like, so you don't agree with yeah. with Dr. King? What Ron DeSantis is doing is what I wanted I wanted Trump to be doing. The 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 left establishment lies about what critical race theory is to try and inject this into our society. Joe Biden gets rid of Trump's you know uh, executive order bans on critical race theory training, and the leftists who are in many ways populists, many of them aren't, mm-hmm. support this because this is a precursor to a form of communism or, or a path towards chaos oh, and destruction yes. that can bring that about. Yes. I think if MLK was alive today, this might be a little bit hyperbolic, but I think he would be villainized and slandered yeah. by the corporate media. I think <laughs> he, he, he would, would be he shadow would be called, banned. I, I think he would be hate, banned on big tech I social media. I hate to use this phrase, so I will put quotes around it, but the, he would be called by liberals Uncle Tom. Mm. Or he, a white supremacist. Yeah. Or, well, we have seen people who use like, his words that. literally be called that. But look at look at how they treat any member of a group, whether you are a woman like myself. Well, I can't. They're yes, all women until it comes to a woman like me. Right. Me or too. they are um, for minorities unless you happen to be Ben Carson or Alan West or Connelly Candace Sorice, Owens. Candace yeah. Owens. Or, you I, I, know, I, I, they're I, I, for I, I, the LGBTQ people unless you're Dave Rubin. Was like it? it's everything has like a, a stop point for them because it is it is the ideology and the agenda. Was, was, was MLK anti-LGBTQ? 
I'm not sure, but I was I was reading something. Well, but I'm F- not entirely sure. The FBI had a lot of dirt on him, showing that he had extramarital affairs that they were using against him. They literally sent evidence of that to his wife when he was in prison. As the FBI was sending MLK letters telling him to kill himself in prison, as they were extorting him politically with these larger, bigger truths that they got on him after spying on him. He was a part of the church, and he was preaching that yeah, kind I of don't... church lifestyle. Uh, he was a reverend. Um, I so, love how, like, if you believe in the biblical definition of marriage, like I myself yeah. do, that now that's just, like, dubbed anti-gay. Yeah, and <laughs> and he did have extramarital yeah. affairs, and because of that, the FBI that was spying on him got that information and was literally trying to use it so he would kill himself. That's the that's the history of the FBI, the institution that now has all of Epstein's secret files and videotapes and and oh, uh, photos. I will totally of talk conspiracy theories. Okay, so I think that's not true. I think that's not true. I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, I don't. I don't but he was I a member of the so. church, and he yeah. he preached a lot in church, and he was also let's let's be fair, he was also attacked by the corporate media back then. Um, he wasn't seen as as someone who was extremely popular. Only after he died was he was he seen as someone who was popular, and then kind of became more popular by the day. Well, that's typically most leaders, right? Yeah. And I think that from a, a, a evangelical background, like I think the beauty of actual history and the beauty of religious history is that it shows the innate sin that we are all born into and how nobody is perfect. And so it's it's actually I was homeschooled all twelve years. I'm now a homeschool mom to an eight, four, and two year old. And uh it's fascinating to me that right around the time the CRT stuff started coming up, I was reading about like turn of the century, post civil war, like post depression era, pre civil rights movement, um, Americans with my now eight year old. Like Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry is her favorite book. It's a great book. And I'm like, this is stuff that I learned. Like I learned real American history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know who hasn't been learning it for the last 30 years? Kids in public schools. Why are they not learning it? Because of lazy teachers unions that I could ugh, oh, yeah. go after. <laughs> and so it's fascinating to me that people just have this thing where they assume that everyone is supposed to be perfect and i think really the problem boils down to politically culturally pop culturally whatever people just put people on a pedestal yeah. that should not be there i i think this issue is is, is a very it's it's right for Ron DeSantis to tackle it this way donald trump did the critical race theory ban but they didn't they didn't call it that they used very specific language and what's fascinating when donald trump issued the executive order banning these trainings he was following existing law the 1964 Civil Rights Act says you cannot discriminate on the basis of race yep. as one of its, you know, one of its many titles. And what was happening at these, these, these government contractors was they were having whiteness training, like anti-whiteness trainings. And there was one, I think it was the nuclear laboratory, I'm not which one, uh, we're not sure which one. that's super duper important, by the way. Like when you're working around right. nukes. So this is Christopher yeah, like Rufo. On the atomic scale, uh-huh. race, race matters, uh-huh. right? And yep. they, they, yeah, yeah. they, they made the white men go to like some retreat to learn about, like you, you can't do that. That violates the law. So Trump comes out and says, hey, guys, this breaks the law. Turns Don't out, do it. Yep. Joe Biden comes in and says, come on, man, break the law. And he, and, he, and he just undoes the executive order. And I'm like, this is insanity. So Ron DeSantis is stepping up with this. We'll see what, you know, if, if he does end up running. It's tough to say. I mean, if, if, if Trump ends up running, do you think DeSantis would actually run against them? I do. You do. I do. Really? I would support DeSantis over Trump. I, I think I, it's DeSantis's only chance. If he doesn't run, that's that's going to be the, the you know where a lot of people aren't going to be following him and supporting him after that because this is his only chance, really. And Dude, honestly, they, like Trump can only sorry, I, like 
Trump can only blame like the state so much for the early COVID policy that he implemented. Yeah. Right. So anybody, any Republican or independent or even Democrat who runs against him can literally look at all of the edicts that he had. Yeah. Two weeks to the, sold the spread. Yeah. Dr. Fauci. Exactly. Like, and and Fauci. Ron DeSantis would, would be standing next to Donald Trump on a debate stage and he would say, you know, with all due respect, Mr. President, for the good work you did. I would have fired Fauci on day one. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's going to go, wow. Yeah. And, and that's, like that's any Republican that runs against Trump. That's all they have to say yep, is yep. why did you keep Fauci in? You were knocking him, but you had the authority to get rid of him. Why didn't you do that? He wouldn't do it. I think it was, was it Kushner? I think. Yeah, I can't remember who we were talking to. They were like, he was advised not to do it. Really? Yeah, he was advised to keep him around. He's too popular. You got to keep him. There was four horsemen of the White House that Peter Navarro was telling us. I don't know if this was on the after segment or during the 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 time that he was on, but he talked about four individuals that were telling him to keep Fauci there and that it would be better for Trump to to keep him. What a mistake. Yep. Well, we got to see what Ron DeSantis is willing to do in, in other areas. Wokeness is not a reason for me to solely support somebody. Yeah. But I will say. I'm, or mandates I'm, or. Yeah. But I, but I, I got to admit, when it comes to covid, I would love. I, I remember back when I was, t- I was telling you about how 2019, it was so fast. It was so mm-hmm. great. Man, do you guys remember what life was like before the start of the pandemic? Yep. It was amazing. I could actually go speak on college campuses and have real life protesters. Yeah. We, we great. took it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Flying all over the world, just checking out crazy. But protests. Florida, Florida is still yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, Florida is normal. Yeah, Texas for the most part is as well. Yep. By the way, my time in D.C., surprisingly, I have not, uh, I put on a mask in an Uber once and only because the driver oh. asked me and I respect that when they ask. I don't even know what my rating is because I just get into Ubers all the time on masks. Um, less masking in D.C. than L.A. What's the, really? um, what's the, uh, the courtesy with masks and Uber? Do you get in unmasked and only mask up if they ask or yeah. do you get in with the mask yeah. on? Yeah, no, I lie. I, take- I tell a little lie when I, it's like, do you have a mask? I'm like, well, I have a mask, but I'm not wearing a mask because you have to check that button before you can uh, order. I literally have you, it. You, uh, uh, you have to wear three masks. <laughs> And then when you get in, you can ask the driver how many you're allowed to take off. Mm-hmm. And if he tells you to wear a <laughs> may I disrobe, sir? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I had a an Uber I, driver ask me to take it your presence with my face <laughs> yes. Allow me to reveal myself. I've never asked that question. I was asked, asked if I wanted disrobe. to take it off. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, want to oh, take the mask, it off? Tim. And he turned the music <laughs> up. I was like, yeah. It's, it's a little Marvin Gaye play. Yeah, yeah. He's Welcome like, to Texas. Hey there, Ian. Yeah. You want to take that mask off? So, yeah. Austin so in the I do have Let to me see say, what you're working on. Like, <laughs> I am very glad. I don't know who here is in relationships or not, but like I've been married for 12 years and I'm so grateful that I like found my husband got married young because like I could not date Imagine today. Dating, but right? then I talked to friends or like read random like threads and stuff online about people that date and there was this one girl she was like yeah we were having like something training at the bar where i work and this guy like had he was tall he was fit you know had a good voice asked me out and then they went out after work and where they could take off their masks oh no and she was like <laughs> oh, he was snap. better with the mask on. <laughs> oh wow. no yeah, yeah take a look at this take a look at this yeah, we have we have this, this oh video. my gosh oh yeah this video went viral before. dating in 2021 yeah let me yeah. see if i can, why can <laughs> oh, I have, that guy's the epitome of high Dude, testosterone look at that face so good. <laughs> so it's clear that this guy's wife or saying to another wants to wear they're wearing these big plastic tubes but they're holding hands they're like dogs and what and, is the purpose right, like, <laughs> after, like after a dog gets you know what but, that's yeah, what he yeah. is gets okay so, so i just gotta explain it to people <laughs> yep, people exactly. who can't see it who are just listening Neutered. there is a woman and a man this is a report i think it's from rt and the woman is happy she's showing off that she's wearing a dog cone it's effectively face. a duck cone but the guy's face is face. just he's like he's literally that's like a live shot of me anytime gavin Newsom says that he's extending the mask oh, mandate. No. I'm like, <laughs> this guy, man. I'm just like, bro. By the way, that's... she's way too pretty for him. 
Yeah, she, and, that, and he knows crazy. it, and oh, he knows it, that. and that's why he's, he's doing it. Look yeah. at she's la- watch this. She does like she she's, she's twirling. Oh, I don't like she what are you Cinderella? Yeah. And then it shows. Look at that. Taking pictures, and then look at the guy's face. He's just <laughs> she's not too pretty he's for miserable. him. Miserable. She's too crazy <laughs> for yeah. him. That's what they call a smile when you're not happy. Yeah, just I gotta tell this guy. <laughs> I think this is in Europe, but I just want to tell this man, my friend, Florida. Yes. It's a real yeah. place. <laughs> He'll be like, no, don't, so, is it true? Don't take Florida, it away. Florida's not real. Be like, Last year when it, I left the show, the first day I got into Florida, they had a mask burning at the yeah. beach. That's amazing. And huge parties down That's at amazing. Fort Lauderdale. I and I, I went down there and, and I literally I didn't even unpack my RV. I was like, I need to see this. I need to see what's going on here. Huge parties, huge clubs, huge bars. Everyone's partying and there's like th- hundreds of people on the beach and they're all just taking their masks, literally burning them on fire, being That's like, amazing. we're not going to comply with this absolute. No- this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. You can't do that in California because then you're like contributing to the bad environment. I feel like telling that guy, like some people have low T because of age. You have low T because of that thing that you're wearing. So I I want to just, I'll bring it back to uh, Ron DeSantis and that, that humor is exactly why I'm like, that to me is is leadership. We, we also have to like he has been under fire for a year and a half now, almost yep. two years. I cannot believe this, but like in March we will be at two, the two year mark from when all of this craziness began, and he has been consistent. He has not kowtowed. He has not given fun. up. They haven't found anything on him as much as they have tried, and I think that he has handled it really brilliantly. I'm a fan. Well, I'm the corporate media said that he was yeah. going, to, going to be the butcher of Florida, that there's going to be a bloodbath, that bodies were going to be piling on top of bodies no, because that of his COVID Andrew policies. Cuomo. Uh, well, that was Literally because was of his be, because of his you know uh, elderly home policy. But the the amount of criticism that he was able to withstand from the national media attacking him is note, noteworthy, and um, it, it's really going to be interesting to see him tee off against Trump, Just which I think is going to happen. No one else run. But Nikki, I, but love it's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to fight but each Jordan, other. It's going to get it's going to get nasty. Like, it's it's Trump, they got to WWE it up. The two of them together should coordinate, no matter who wins, and make it the biggest spectacle. On Earth, just a Florida, the hot Florida action, nonstop. Well, Ego's going to tell Sorry, a different story. That sounded story. like a spring break tease. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, the corporate media is going to overtake them and pump their candidate and put Hillary in. I mean, they have to work together. Otherwise, but they're, they're just going to get. But here's the beauty, though, out. of new media. Like, here's the beauty of what you guys do. Like, the beauty of my phone that I can go to, and and people have the ability. Like, it isn't just the two fours and sevens anymore. Right, it's not the three channels where you get yeah. all of your information that my parents or my grandparents thought four. was. Four, we had three, five, and eight. Yeah, we, we had two, two. We had two, two five, four, nine, it was thirty-two. Like, it's like four. On? Four was always Fox. <laughs> seven was always ABC. 
Okay, five. Where, where, where five was ABC for us. Oh. In Chicago, two was CBS, five was NBC, nine was WGN, and oh, Fox was oh, 32. Man, WGN. Yeah, WGN, Fox 32. Back in the day. But I, so, yeah. so look, look, I want to explain why um, – we have another story I want to talk about. Why DeSantis approaching this woke stuff is so important. We have this story here from Daily Mail. This is an ongoing saga about a transgender swimmer mm. demolishing female records. The Daily Mail reports exclusive, the integrity of women's sports is at stake. Distressed parents of UPenn swimmers pen poignant letter demanding the NCAA change rules that have permitted transgender athlete Leah Thomas to dominate the competition. Good for those parents. Good for those parents, especially. Seriously. So I, I think the issue right here, right now, the, I don't, I don't, I don't take issue with, with, um, on the surface with Leah Thomas competing because the rules were set. And people did not participate in the rule changes right. or what was going on. But but were they even aware? That's, that's so, their so, fault. So, yep. I don't know if though. You, look, people, like, people, I understand what you're saying, and as somebody who's super duper involved, there's still stuff that's happening that like that I'm unaware of, and I'm a political nerd that's years, like in stuff all the time. How many years have we been talking about this? And yeah, so, but do you think that these U Penn parents listened to you, to you? Some of them, probably. maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> sure, hope so. <laughs> but, it should be. That's, but my, but I but, think that no, you cannot you can't assume. That I, don't, I think it is a wrong assumption to take that the average parent who is working two jobs to send their kid to UPenn um, is I, is really aware of, oh, hey, the NCAA changed rules. That's interesting. Think, you know that the left is so good at sneaking this shit in. Most and they cops, do it all the time. I, 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 I don't think I'm, most I, cops look, know wait, all wait, the laws. Sure, sure. That's besides the point. Look, if you are a parent and you are dedicating, you are you were talking about the lives of your children. <laughs> And you are like, I'm going to send you to a school and I don't know what the rules are. I don't know when the meetings are. I don't know the rule changes are happening. Then I feel like you are being. But negligent. these weren't you pen changes. They were these were NCAA changes. And I don't. If, so, I so need look, to like find this out gonna, because I would be curious to know, like, was it public? And no, because stuff like this happens. In then darkness. they should have immediately the moment they went into that swim meet or whatever that race. And there was a dude there. And they just said, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. What's going on? And mm-hmm. they didn't. They mm-hmm. said, just compete anyway. Mm-hmm. And these female swimmers are, are are not standing up and speaking out. They're just giving anonymous comments. Uh-huh. If you're not going to stand up for yourself, if you're not going to speak out about this, and if you are a parent who doesn't know, look, when it comes to the NCAA, we're talking about your child's future. We're talking about how you have been Coaching your child and putting them in a program to make them the best of the best in whatever mm-hmm. sport they're engaged in, and you don't know about what's going on. I'm sorry. After how many years has it been that we've been having these conversations? You still don't know negligence. But at this point, isn't it the parent? They're, they're adults now. These these students. The, that's right. Not the parents' yeah. responsibility yeah. anymore. I think yeah. that's true. But well, it's the parents' dollars, right? Yeah. Maybe. And and maybe in this condition, unless they it, took out a loan, eighty. Thousand yeah, dollars. Take a look. That's insane. Everybody is scared. The mom added. Parents are all are, are also scared. The kids will be harmed. We are paying eighty thousand dollars for this school. Their life will be impacted. Yep. Yep. That wouldn't be the case if you would just stand up and say no. But we've had three of, of three female swimmers come out anonymously and be like, "We so, don't like this." But let's let's future trip here a little bit. What happens then? Because I'm definitely a person that. I'm fine with standing up and saying, no, I am the person I've dug my political grave. I will lie in it. But part of what I do is I feel like I have to be and I am representative of women in STEM and in Hollywood and in fashion and in finance who will legitimately lose everything if they speak up and say no. Mm. And I think that you are now, especially heck, yay for Virginia with the Youngkin situation, seeing people that are saying, okay, especially when it comes to our kids, enough is enough. I think that for these parents, you can't underestimate that them writing a letter 
to the administration that could behind the scenes or very publicly much to the cheering of the SJWs of the world. How many years though, Tim? It's been going on for a decade. Over really? a decade. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan on his show, Joe Rogan on his show, and this is back in 2012, talked about Fallon Fox crushing a woman's skull in an MMA ring. Joe Rogan is the biggest podcast in the world. This is mainstream, and these parents had, there's, there is no way you will ever convince me they didn't know this was happening. The only reason they're speaking up now in this letter is because it's finally impacting them, and now they have to say something. But that's most people. Most people don't they say or do anything. Like, those women in, in Virginia, once again, that voted for Youngkin, that also voted for Joe Biden, they flipped in the last two weeks because it affected them. That, that's just human nature, and I don't think that you're going to change that, and I so don't think that we're going to win kids, people to do more of this if we're just training, telling them that they're negligent parents. They are negligent parents. When their kids have been training throughout high school and now entering college, and they were like, don't worry, we'll keep our heads down. Let me explain. When when Benjamin Franklin said those who would, who would give up their freedoms— for temporary security, deserve neither, yeah. and will lose both. That doesn't just apply to the government. It, it, it exists in every facet. These people who think, I'll keep my head down and scrape by, you are sacrificing your principles, you are sacrificing the future for your children. See, I don't- and now when it comes, now you think, hold on, you think I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna allocate resources in defense of people who knew this was going on, it's been going on for a decade, and they are now saying, Oh no, now my kids are losing races. Sorry. Leah Thomas has abided by all of the rules, undergoing a year of hormone treatment so that she could qualify for this. And where were the parents to come out and say no to this? Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying the parents weren't paying attention to the rules that they were putting I'm their not kids saying, into? I'm saying that could be option A. Option B could just be the, they think this too shall pass. I think that there is an element of people, especially over the age of like 40, 45 in this country, that are like, it didn't used to be this way. This this ain't going to be a thing. This will go away. And that now they're waking up and realizing, oh, this ain't going away and we need to do something. So, so I it. respect the letter. Absolutely. 100 percent. The parents who are coming out now now being like, this is wrong. Yeah. We're scared. We're and I money wish on this. the female athletes would speak up if I, I, I would totally wish they would. But I get that everyone's cost benefit analysis is different. And if. These girls go on and start a gaming company and are actually legitimate, successful, real feminist business owners that don't discriminate against people and have intellectual, like, like diversity at their companies. Amazing. They have to like think about the ends here before they is, say something. And I don't and this is why the want right to undermine is, people and, for doing And this that. is why the, 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 the moderates, independents, the libertarian types are losing culturally or at least have been for some time because the left is willing to go scorched earth. They'll literally send shock troops with crowbars and Molotov cocktails to mm-hmm. get what they want. They will put their names on on giant signs and say, this is who I am, and I refuse. When they go to work, uh, there was one person who went to Taco Bell working there and wore a Black Lives Matter mask. And the boss said, you can't wear that. It's political. And they said, I'm wearing it or I'm, I'm quitting. And they said, you're fired. He said, fine. Took a picture, posted online. The entire left rallied around him, got his job back, and mm-hmm. forced the company to bend its knee. Mm-hmm. The right just says, but if, uh, but you know, but I got to think no. about feeding my kids in the future. So I'm not going to engage in this and they lose, lose, lose. I, I agree with most of that. I just think that you have to be understanding of the people that have to feed their kids and don't want to lose their future. And so we need to be more organized. We need to be better at a narrative and we need to be uh, understanding that emotional, um, stories and emotional examples 
can can kind of engage people and get them in, and then you can fill them with facts and encourage them to speak up. Well, sure, sure. But where where this attitude that I've heard of consistently over the past few years of if I speak up, I could lose my job, and how do I feed my kids? And I'm like, have you looked at the cost of cereal? It's going up twenty percent. Have you looked at the the, the wholesale inflation's up nearly ten percent? The mm-hmm. fastest on record. Consumer price uh, in, in increases are up at a forty year high. Inflation is about to run away. They're, they've they've printed what thirty to forty percent of all U.S. dollars. Yep in the past year and a half yep. and people keep saying but I got to make sure there's food for my kids yo if you keep complying with this you're not going to have anything for your kids and, and I'm saying this is where you and the Joes and the Bens and the and the Rogans of the world can give these people then the talking points and the encouragement that they need to actually say something because I think especially for women we totally like second guess ourselves yep. and we are like did that happen did that happen oh I don't know did the teacher really say that like did that kid really say that to my kid and like should I say something well I don't know I don't want to lose a friend and all this stuff and we are, are like in the moment of just life that we are think that we don't have the voice and are afraid that we don't have. I get told this all the time by people, specifically women that are like, I feel like I can't say what you say because I won't sound as good saying it. And I'm like, I don't even say it that good. I don't know what y'all are talking about. But I think that there people like us have to use our voices and give these people the talking points and the help that they need to go scorched earth and to show it to the companies that I, we're not going to put up with this anymore. I agree with that. The challenge is if the lowest tier of Antifa and the leftists, random people on the internet are willing to plaster their names, their sacred honor, and their families behind their principles. And the and the other side, the, the independent libertarian types are not willing to do that. Then it's clear which side is going to dominate the culture war. Yeah, but are they really? I see lots of like empty Twitter faces and profiles that, that tweet major companies, you know, trying to get sure. them to stop. Like, And they wear masks and they have strategy. Yeah. But these are people who are willing to go out on January 20th, 2017 and, and burn and, and torch vehicles and smash windows. Mm-hmm. And when they got arrested, institutional powers that they've organized yeah. got them all released, except for yeah. those who pled guilty ignorantly. And then you look at what happens with, you know, as a, a right wing group can set, can walk outside for a march holding up signs saying peace and love. And they'll say it's a far right Nazi rally. So these, these, these people have ceded that power to the establishment media. They're not working in, in, these, in these industries. And look, if you're not willing to engage, and I, I, I will point this out too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the left has the high ground because they absolutely. have the media. Yeah, and, and that's so why that, we have to be smart. That, and, and absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They, they don't but, just have the media though. They have all of the other industries in which I mentioned that uh, scared women message me every day. Right. STEM, education, fashion, but my, finance. My, so so while, while I recognize there are some, you know, strategic limits. Yep. What do you think would have happened if as soon as this race, so, so this Leah Thomas won the race by over 38 seconds compared to the, the next fastest rifle? Like when I was watching a video of this, I saw people swimming the wrong way and I was confused because I've watched uh, swimming before. I've watched like, you know, Olympic yeah, races. Like, oh, stuff. didn't they all dive off the same? Uh-huh. And then they go back and they go back and uh-huh. they go back. And I'm like, why is this person going back the, the, Oh, they're just outlapping the other yep. people yep. that, whoa. Yep. I mean, what, what do you think would have happened? What do you, yeah. what do you think would have happened if all of the women who were there refused to race? Oh, it, they probably would have been kicked out of school. That's my you, assumption. You, you think that the schools would have been like, I think, you're not racing, I think you're that, kicked out. I think No, so. I think they would have been I, like, there's no race. I think that that's, well, there's no race, but then all the SJWs and all of the woke people on Twitter and all of the corporations that maybe sponsor the team and uh, any of the coaches or the medical staff or, you know, the groups on campus, the LGBTQ groups would have 
outed those girls and made their lives miserable. And if they weren't kicked out by the administration, they would have been scared to ever set foot on that campus again. Well, then they That's what would have happened. They deserve to lose. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if, the, the, if, you, if, you, if yeah. you are unwilling to sacrifice and take personal responsibility for your future and for what you believe in, then you don't deserve it. And, and I hope that I'm raising my girls. Our motto every day is to be strong, sweet, and smart, that they have the independence and the forethought and the inner strength to do what is right. But I think that ostracizing people by belittling the small steps that they're willing to take and saying, well, you're not risking enough is not going to win more people to our side either. They're unwilling to stand up for what they believe in. <laughs> this letter for them is like what they're willing. The parents aren't the adult. Ian made a good point. These yeah. people are competing our adults. Right. They're responsible yeah. for themselves. If you're look, you, but you know, it's, money it's, talks. It's, it's, so if the parents are the ones paying 80 grand a year, really the parents saying something maybe makes more of a difference than the it, girls saying, I'm not going to swim. There are so many people, you know, when you were mentioning, it's like, you know, you said me, Joe, Ben, and people who speak up and, yeah. and, and bring these things up. If you are going to sit back and say someone else will do it for me, I guarantee you, you will lose. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's literally how what I spend every day is like, I am here to speak for a lot of people, but like we need more of us and we need more average people. And there is strength in numbers. So it's it's hard for me to be up. Look, so my personal opinion is there should be a, a women's, fe you know, a female division. And then there's a male division. And maybe mm -hmm. we do a trans division where, you know, it yes. can be mixed. But right now, if the rules were changed. But by the way, sorry, sidebar. If if you're a woman that is transitioning to a man, you're still not going to beat the man that's transitioning to a woman. No, so I there shouldn't be that. a trans division. Have we? There's no, no way. That, I was just thinking the same thing. There's no trans way. Biologically, there's no way. If that's, that's, not, that's not true. I think. Really? So, are you familiar with Mac Beggs? No. This is the, the biological female who started transitioning to become male, testosterone ends up with broad shoulders, yeah. muscle mass, and all that stuff. When you compare, I, I think there's, there's obviously going to be some research into this, but it is true that biological males who undergo hormone therapy do have reduced muscle mass and stamina, endurance, et cetera. And then females who undergo uh, hormone therapy gain it. So there might be, you know, a, a medium. I don't think point. so. I think genetically and naturally, there are so many scientific differences that are just in our bodies as men and women in, in those like, two sexes that it there there can't be i don't think there could but be height, like a transgender but, 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 but regardless and that's, huge. And, that's, and that's true Hands, but we have height divisions cellulite muscles like and, your, and your body create, like your bone density if we create a like new everything. and if we create a new division that people can choose to enter then they're free to choose to enter it or not i'm i'm okay with that sure yeah so if it's a pub if it is a public school i think unfortunately this is going to start coming over to much like they did with the gay marriage thing and sex education and CRT, it's going to start ink inkling its way if it hasn't already. And I think in some places it has into religious schools as well. I want to give a shout out to Clifton Duncan, who yeah. tweeted something I think is really great. He said, my contempt for COVIDians has been surpassed by my contempt for people who know something is wrong and stay silent. And I was like, yep. But uh, you know, what ends up happening is when people are unwilling, and, and outside of the issue of these schools, we'll mm -hmm. move on from that. When people are unwilling to stand up for any of these issues, what, what you end up with, with you end up with hyper individualism. People yes. basically saying, if no one else is willing to rally and defend this, mm -hmm. I'm on my own. I'm going to stay on my own. Well, and but that can be so once again, like going back to how mm -hmm. women are so different than men. That anxiety and that isolation can be so paralyzing. And and I think that. It all, all it takes is my, I would just tell anybody, like, just find a person that agrees with you on something. You don't have to clearly, you and I don't agree on, on everything, but 
I hope we walk away friends after this. Oh, yes, and, and we're going to like fight the cause together after this, right? Because we agree on the majority of things that need to be done to make the country a better place and to keep it the greatest nation in the world. And so I think that people, you're right, they become um, lackadaisical and they become lazy and they become isolationists in a sense because they think that they are all alone in their thinking and they don't see anyone else speaking up. And so I just want to encourage more parents and more swimmers and more everybody to speak up in any way that you possibly yeah. can because then more of those voices make a difference. Yes. Like look at all those incredible parents that were like, I'm going to go to my local school board meeting. Yep. And that made an, an impact. And they're winning. Yeah. And we need more of them. So I got a good example here. We got this story from Business Insider. Anti-vaxxers storm a New York cheesecake factory in protest that ends in six arrests. That's the story. Anti-vaxxer is a funny term. These are basically anti-mandate protests. So that's me. They yeah. showed up to the cheesecake factory. They, they're like, they, they were apparently refused to be seated. So they decided to seat themselves is my understanding. And then the manager was like, you can't be in here. The police showed up. They said, we're not going to leave. They were chanting, things like that. Are they anti-vax for the first shot, the second shot, the, thir- the third shot, Boosters, or the fourth yeah. shot? Because there are Actually, yeah, there are a lot of people who did, t- who did take the shot that, that don't want it to be mandated on people. And they're still being called anti-vaxxers when they took the shot themselves. I think they were for the first, not the second. Not the third, but the fourth. They're fourth. Got it. Fourth. Yeah, it I, totally makes sense. I have but, a but these are but these are people putting skin on the line. These are people coming into a yeah. restaurant yeah. peacefully, saying, "Hey, we want some service here." The restaurant comes up to them, says, "Hey, we have to comply with this rule and this rule and this rule way, and this rule with the federal government." To- and they said, "You know what? No, 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 no. no. We're not going to comply with the government whims that you demand of us." And then they're like, "Okay, we're going to call the police." They call the police. The police carried out these orders and these decrees by, of course, well, but the, hold on, the bureaucrats, hold on. and they arrested these people. I think there's some there's, there's an interesting, you know, sort of middle ground here. Watching these videos was very reminiscent of watching leftist protests as yep. well. They yep. were the, the protesters did not understand what they were, what, what was going on. They were saying, "You can't kick us out. It's a public accommodation. We're allowed to be here." And it's like, bro, you you can be told to leave. Well, mm-hmm. The police aren't there because of the vax mandates. They're there because you're trespassing. Exactly. A private business has a right to exclude you from so, business, but that's not the argument that a lot of people on the left make saying, saying you do that. have to bake exactly. the cake. You do that's have right. to provide, provide yeah. a service no matter what. So these people are using the same arguments and a lot of people are bringing in parallels to this, to what happened in the 1960s with some of the restaurant sit-ins that happened then that was fighting against discrimination. Yep. And there is a lot of discrimination, a lot of segregation that deserves to be pushed back, that violates human rights, that it's being called on by bureaucrats, by big statists who are violating the most sacred right of all, the right to exist, the right to be able to buy food and water. And that's incredulous and crazy. So, yeah, that that's where I go to real quick. Like, I thought that food was an essential service. Now, maybe you could argue, oh, well, you're not you don't have a right to go to Cheesecake Factory or Delmonico Steakhouse or McDonald's. But it's not just right? that. It's also but, supermarkets. But but well, but in all of the mandates that I've seen, there is a carve out for grocery stores because I think that they knew that they would get not their, in some you know places, what, not in some places like in Canada where they give okay. the, the, the right I'm for supermarkets to discriminate about the against States people, and in Australia and, and in many well, other Australia places. Australia is a whew, yeah. So many friends that are so many friends oh, yeah. that are Aussies, and that's insane. I think the thing that you mentioned about like bodily autonomy and like your individual healthcare rights it's kind of funny how the left used to say like healthcare was a human right and like your body your choice until now um i get really annoyed by the people that try to make the comparison to the hobby lobby case Mm. because i tweeted earlier tonight that um you know your your employer should not be able to tell you like what to put in your body or what to do with your body especially if it's not a detriment to your job performance or the safety of those around you and people were like oh yeah but what about hobby lobby and i'm like 
Hobby Lobby didn't tell their employees, no, you can't take contraceptives. They said, we are morally opposed to paying for that. Yeah. And, and then I've also had people, cause like I said, I'm a home birth hippie. They're like, well, your employer knew you were having a home birth. I'm like, the only reason that Jeremy Boring knew I was having a home birth is cause I talk about it all the time and I try to convince <laughs> people to do the same thing and I love being a doula. I'm like, but my employer, your employer doesn't know your birth plan. Your employer doesn't know what vaccines you're going to give your kids. Your employer doesn't know any of that stuff. Your insurance company that your employer subsidizes does, but not the employers. And now you have like Kroger grocery stores, which they own Ralph's in in California. And I legitimately, I'm like, I spend thousands of dollars a month at Ralph's. I will find a different grocery store. Well, they just announced, just for the audience out there, they just announced that they're going to be cutting away benefits for their unvaxxed workers and employees. That's the major decision. They're also trying to get into the the Florida market and a lot of Florida people are saying, Hey, don't support this business. And this is the way to do it. So vote with your dollar, support the businesses that, that you, that support you, that support your individual liberty, your individual freedom. But in New York City, a lot of these businesses are told to obey and go along with the edicts. Today, five year olds have to show their vax mandate paperwork and their identification when it comes to indoor, uh, stores and businesses. That is and absolutely you know crazy. False? The, the people and, who comply. The stores and businesses. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I so wish. Um, there's a lot of places that are not complying in LA and I don't want to publicize who they are because I don't want the health department to come a knocking. But I've heard from a lot of businesses there and I'm sure it's, it's the same in other places. It's like, we're not going to comply. It kind of depends on the enforcement of it. Right. That's the bottom line. Because in LA, I think for the LA County Health Department for restaurants that don't require vax cards and bars and stuff like that, the first fine is a thousand dollars. Most people can scrounge up that money, right? The second fine is like two. The third one is 10. And after that, you can lose like all of your licenses. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that is a lot for a business who maybe still be in the red from the government shutting them down during COVID to say, am I willing to take this risk? But they're and willing so, to take the risk of violating the ADA and the EEOC. <laughs> they're unaware though. This goes back they're to not, like, they're not. I've the actually, people that are so unaware. I, I called a couple dozen New York restaurants and they were just like, yep. Like every, every one of these businesses has to have that thing on the wall that explains you can't discriminate on the basis yeah. of medical conditions. Yeah. So I called these restaurants and one of them I asked, I was like, I talked to 26 and I said, would mm-hmm. you discriminate against someone on the basis of medical conditions? They all said yes. One of them I was like, so, you know, my, my question to you is like, which, which do you think is worse? Like the thousand dollar fine for violating the executive order or the potential $250,000 fine for human rights violations under New York City and state law? And they hung up on me. Yeah. Cause they probably do not know. And they're like, this no, thing do. is they, on the wall and they don't understand. They're like, this guy, this well, guy's I, pranking I, me. I think it's weird that they would know about a decree, like an executive order, like verbatim, but they wouldn't know about their own business. Really? When the media is like, pushing it and touting it and talking well, like about the, how important the, the, it is the, the and when you have run, the mayor and the governor and the president of the unites like all spewing yes it. because the people who run these businesses have to file to get these things and are sent to them and they hang them up so like if they have if, you ever yeah. met somebody that like works in hr that hangs that up they're I'm, not I'm, passing I, it the along businesses like, in new york city are not big corporate collaborates they're small restaurants it's like it's it's mostly small businesses Oh, actually, the, the majority of restaurants in the country are, are owned yeah. by immigrants, so, women, and, and, and in New York City, small businesses. I'm, I'm calling and talking to the managers and the owners. Yeah. And they know this. They know they're violating the, violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. Then they've Act. dug they, their grave. Right, right. Like, so, so I'd love to see And this. they've lost, would, what is it, like 63%? There was an, there's an article even before the second, like, mandate. Here's issuance. what, here's what we need. We need a, a, a president who is going to tell this country 
All of these businesses will be investigated for violations of the equal employment, you know, uh, law, equal employment laws, uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act, because in New York City, they actually are firing people who have like Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yep. So this was, this was the craziest thing to me when they announced that the vaccine mandate meant that if you were medically barred from getting yep. the vaccine, yep. you lost your job. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And it is. So I want to see some enforcement. Yeah. You think just because you run mom and pop's cheeseburger shop, you can break the law and discriminate against people? No, I want to see them fined. I want to see them fined the maximum penalty for that. Yeah, I also think that if you're a guy that or a gal that owns a business that's going to do that to your employee at a small business. My mom owns and operates a small business and has for years. And there's a lot of incredible small business owners out there that care about their people. Like you're probably an asshole boss before covid if you're willing right. to well, fire somebody during covid for not getting the job there's well, a lot of businesses being unable to it, exactly like and that's another extreme of like you're a jerk we also have to understand there's a lot of businesses that are not complying that are they're not going right. along yes. with this one because they can't afford to they mm-hmm. can't afford extra staff there's already a staffing shortage uh, and and now they're going to have to discriminate against people who will or will not be able to enter their business to transact financially with them that's absolutely crazy this these regulations these mandates hurt and butcher small businesses, but they allow mega national corporations to succeed because they could hire the extra person. They could have the security guard outside. And of course, they don't face the full brunt of the state. But again, a lot of people in New York City not complying. A lot of people in Manhattan complying. Brooklyn, not so much. And that's why it's it's also crazy to see major hospital unions, also a lot of major institutions like Amtrak just totally drop the vaccine mandate because they, they can't go along with it because they, they can't hire enough people to do the jobs that yeah, they need to they, get they, done. They were going to have to shut down train services, delay, and they're like, we literally can't, so the vaccine mandate's out. Yeah. Well, and Amtrak just announced that a couple months ago, by yeah. the way, You're that seeing, they're not going to go along with it. You know, there's a, there's like legal defense funds and stuff that I follow too on, on social, and you are seeing like small wins you're seeing the delays and it all it needs to do is start with the delay and then hopefully one day it'll go away completely well there's three judges that are going against biden's mandate but the biden administration has plans on the table to set up a domestic passport system when it comes to interstate travel where they're going to be checking vaccine passports that's some of the plans that they want to put forward there's no they way haven't that yet judicial judicial but, but this there's is something no that has already yeah, been implemented in australia violation. yeah it's like, absolutely like it's, commerce clause anyone australia exactly. australia is a bunch like the people of Australia are some of the uh, not all of them yeah but they're very very cowardly they're the the most compliant people I've ever met in my entire life and they're like oh it's okay we'll see okay like if I do this then they'll leave me alone if I do this then they'll leave me alone the United States is like the trope of the armed redneck in a tank being Uh like get out my preemptive attack Like the, I love that Family Guy joke where um, Kermit the Frog is playing. He's like playing the banjo or whatever, oh, and someone's yeah. th- going through a swamp, and they're like, "Hey, can you tell me where town is?" And then he pulls out a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it's back the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the trope, man. America. Don't don't screw uh, around with people. Like, my, get off my property, dude. My husband likes so Winter's Bone. I love Jennifer Lawrence, like the one that she was nominated for an Oscar for. <laughs> my husband always tells people, he's like, "You know where Alicia's from?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Well, here's Oklahoma, and there's where I'm from." And then my husband's like, "Have you seen Winter's Bone?" And they're like, yes. And he's like, that's where Alicia's from. Nice. <laughs> People, look, look, Australia's got, you know, their crazy spiders and, you know, kangaroos. You've seen that video where the kangaroos like banging on the glass. And they it's all they used to have like, rats Arr. that were like climbing into cribs and trying to eat babies. Ah. Ah. So it's a scary place, but for whatever reason, the you government know, comes out and they're like, we're going to lock all you in so, camps. And they're like, that's all right, mate. So the reason why is it, it actually is a society that is very like, 
middle class, upper middle class. Like everybody is middle class. Like if you are, if you drive an airport shuttle there, you're like middle class. And I have a lot of friends that are Australian and love them dearly. And one of my girlfriends just became an American citizen, by the way. Super cool. Um, she has like family still over there, especially her grandparents. And they've talked about like this upper class, much like in the United States, right? Like you have these rich elitists that can still go to Mexico and fly, fly their private planes and send their kids to the 70 grand a year, you know, private school in LA and pretend like everything's okay. <clears throat> Chrissy Teigen. But, uh-huh. but, um, it is the lower class there. It is like the blue collar people that are the ones that are going out and protesting and, and getting their, you know, what's handed to them yeah. by the cops really brutal stuff that is disgusting that is not being covered by media anywhere and it's kind of like the upper class it's like oh you know we we got the shot we're okay and it is the it is the 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 poor the underrepresented underdogs there that are like no enough is enough and i'm like good for them like if any of you are watching good for you like god bless you it's the poor people that have been predominantly the victims here they're the ones that are losing a a lot of their money losing their savings losing their economic uh mobility losing any kind of economic uh opportunities Mm -hmm. they're the ones absolutely getting riddled with regulations restrictions they can't operate a small business multinational corporations they could be open when lockdowns are imposed on everyone else they could conduct business they of course could afford the Regulations. They could afford the extra taxes. They could afford every little whim of that the government puts on them because they're working hand in hand together and working out secret deals that essentially benefit them. And that's why we're seeing the largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history happening right now. Hmm. Let's talk about what's going on in New York City. New York City passes green gas ban. Experts warn could lead to electrical blackouts and hmm. soaring bills. De Blasio backed law will outlaw gas stoves and heaters in all new building properties. So that is as Crazy. of January 2024, all new buildings and taller ones, what is it, shorter buildings of seven stories have to go electric by January 2024. Yo, New York City is, it's like, it's going to be, have you seen Escape from New York? Yep. Yes. That's what it's going to be like. And and I, that's a, it's a, I love that movie. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> when he like, he crashed. Have you seen, you've seen it, right, Ian? Yeah, yeah. A month, a couple months ago, we put With it on glider downstairs. And, yeah, and he yeah. lands on the rooftop. Kurt Russell. Going down Snake the building. Plissken. Everything's, yeah, it's Hot right. old guy list. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything's destroyed. Bill de Blasio said he wants to buy up these buildings that are, you know, collapsing in value and becoming vacant to use as public housing. Oh, I, I got to say, it looks like everything he's doing it has the, the rebuilding the projects and segregating people. Is that what Bill de Blasio destroying wants? property value, forcing people to flee because uh-huh. he's conquering the city now banning banning uh, gas in buildings. Well, there you go. I mean, it's look their their vision of a future. Someone someone had a really, really great tweet. They said the elites. They were referring to space travel, but I think it applies to all of them. They were mm-hmm. like, the the elites do not want Star Trek. The, like, the, the, they do not want a Star Trek future. They want a future more like Dune. <laughs> they, they want classist, elitist yep. control of everything. That and they that's can what annihilate. You know exactly. what? This cooking over an open flame is probably more than a magnitude better than cooking on an electric yes. wire stove yes. where you can't Way get better. when you have a flame you can pick the pot up and move it around and tilt it to get the heat exactly right where you need it for the food Ian knows the, from experience the quality of food is going to drop in New York <laughs> can you this. I just imagine I like all the chefs in the world that are like no. you need open flame to cook. <laughs> what are they going to do um, they're gonna have torches and they're gonna be holding the pan with a torch under it. Flambe. They'll come up with Stupid. a really look, cool my, like hipster thing where there's a grill in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> my con- my concern is not so much about the quality of of the food they cook, but um, 
the blackouts, rolling, the rolling blackout, blackouts blackout. yeah. literally killed people. <laughs> yeah, especially this New is, York. Remember, remember that freak ice storm yep. that was yeah. horrific, like earlier this year, that killed people in Texas, partly because they were trying to do this clean energy move that wasn't a good thing. And oh, you know, the windmills froze after they killed all the birds and used more <laughs> natural gas to make them than it actually put outputs. You, you, New York is freaking miserable do you and and this is this is a problem do you think that greta thunberg knows that her plan would kill millions of people in a matter of weeks no, no. when she's like how dare you she said like we mustn't we mustn't wait until 2030 or 2023 we must do it now it's like if you shut off fossil fuels uh-huh. right now uh-huh. you'd probably kill 10 million people in a weekend yeah because all the electricity goes out People who who are diabetic, oh, they die instantly because their, their insulin goes bad. And then within the matter of a couple of weeks, the elderly start dying from a lack of access to heating and cooling. Yep. So is you know I have to I have to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume she just doesn't realize she's talking about genocide. No, she's being fed talking points by the evil environmentalist lobby of the world. And, What's and, but their there, end game there's another this? discrepancy though. You talk about how poor people, underprivileged people, have been so negatively hurt by COVID and regulations. Um, here's something that pe- leftists and radicals don't want to talk about. Um, is is the the poverty index when it comes to energy mm. and the energy poor in the world and the best way to raise their future, their educational, their medical like their professional economic growth is to provide these people with the energy that now Bill de Blasio and Gavin Newsom are trying to take away. And private entities are the best way to do this. Like if you want to have a cleaner planet, let corporations do what they do. Like the private market has been so much better for creating clean initiatives than the government regulation or bureaucrats or, you know, tax bonuses have ever been. I went to Iceland a couple of years ago and it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's expensive a little bit. Yeah. And what I was told by locals there was that I was like, how is it that people live up here? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's a, you know, it's, 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 it's day out it's until like, midnight or it's whatever. It's survival. Yeah. There's like, where do you get food from? Like, how do you Shipping grow food? So Everything smells like farts. Yep. And no, they have, they have, it's true. They have greenhouses. Natural gas. They have greenhouses yep. for growing vegetables. And then what I was told was before the, the, um, advent of geothermal, mm-hmm. they were some of the poorest people in the world. Yep. yep. Working in like in mines, just covered mm-hmm. in filth and struggling to survive. Yep. But once they got access to cheap, clean energy, their, their standard of living skyrocketed. Yep. Now, it works for them because they live on a gigantic, you know, volcanic hotspot. But for people who are in the middle of, you know, America, you know, we got to ship in oil and gas to them. So they have the ability, they have the energy they can use for farming equipment, for well, home heating, for cooking. we shouldn't have to when we're sitting on some, but go well, I mean, on. I mean, I mean areas <laughs> that don't have access to it, right? Like certain, not, not yeah. every yeah, area yeah. has, you yeah. know, sitting on oil. Yeah. And so we have pipelines. Yep. So we can ship it to them. So we can say there's a lot here and there's a little here. Let's move it around. Yep. And this gives people better quality of life. Now I'm concerned about, you know, climate change and all that stuff too. So I'd, I'd love me some fusion. There was a, there was a new report I'm really excited about. They finally got energy output from fusion. You see that, Ian? Yeah, but it might have been debunked. Oh, really? I'm gonna look at you. Oh, that's I'm just dead. a fan. Why, why you got it? Why you got a black? <laughs> I'm just maybe. a fan of like nuclear energy. Yes. Yeah. Like everybody right. assumes that Chernobyl is going to happen. And I'm like, guys, no, if you watch the HBO documentary <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. you actually read a history book, no. you will see that like Chernobyl ain't going to happen. And even with the, uh, the Japanese plant that, that had all Fukushima. of the issues. Yeah. What was it? F- Fukushima. Fukushima. Yeah. yeah. Fukushima. Fukushima. Okay. Oh. That's how you say it properly. Oh, well, the, I ain't going to say that American properly. Much, much like you can't say my name properly. 
was I'm never going to be able to say that. It was not. That was not debunked. They okay, have good. Oh, yeah. good. Cool, cool. Some mega the, but the issue but there's is so noble. many. If, if these people though really cared about forward movement in oh, the energy race to be clean, then nuclear they would energy. be looking into nuclear infusion. The and problem, why don't they? Because look, people don't understand. The problem with Chernobyl was not nuclear power. Yep. It was communism. Exactly. A yep. thousand percent. Yeah. That was like the most conservative, pro-capitalistic, <laughs> like American agenda show I have ever seen come out of Hollywood. When my husband and I watched that show, I was like, did they realize what they were? It's like Squid Games, right? Yeah. Like the writer thinks that it's like a thing about how evil capitalism is. This one really got me too because I said that several times that Squid Game was very clearly about right. communism. Yes. And all the leftists were like, Tip's so dumb. He doesn't understand nope. capitalism. Nope. And I said, if it was, if it was an allusion to capitalism, when they did the red light, green light, some people would have started at the finish line. Some people would have been in the middle and some people would have been in the back. Yeah. When everyone is put in a jumpsuit and put at the beginning and told, Equalize. run for it. Huh. Yep. Yeah. That's communism, yep. not capitalism. Yep. A thousand percent. I, I do kind of love it though when Hollywood assumes that there's even some some things that they've come out res- with recently that I watch it and I'm like so I'm like this is pro life like yeah, how did somebody it. how did somebody like I, I am mother through. did you watch I am mother no. um it's a pretty good like sci-fi movie on on Netflix and like I watched it and I'm like it's total I don't want to give it away but it's like totally pro love on the spectrum I totally almost cry every episode love on the spectrum you- is like about people on the spectrum that are trying to find love and like marriage and happiness and I'm like Aww, this show is so, so pro life cuz you- anyway have you seen the order no so this show got canceled there was only two seasons but so I'll just spoil it because it's it, you know I think it's 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 this, it came out like a year ago. Yeah. The villain in the second season. This is this is like um it's a college age show so it's targeting people who are in their like eighteen yeah. to twenty four. Yeah. The villain in the second season is an overt communist. Uh-huh. It's an over it's overt communists. Uh, they go to this guy's uh, this professor's house and he's got they look at his books. It's like Stalin, Marx, and the show is about. A secret society of, you know, mad people of magic. Uh-huh. And th- that, you know, in order to cast a spell, you have to sacrifice something. So they cut their hands as a sacrifice to, like, cast a spell. And the communists believe that there is an incantation that will give everyone the ability to freely use magic. And the leader of the order is like, if it were true, don't you think it would have happened by now? People have tried this over and over again. You either pay now or you pay later. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, pro-capitalist nice. Netflix show. <laughs> Literally, like, and it's one thing yeah. if the villain was like, not overtly reading books on Marx. Yeah. And they just said, I believe in equality for magic, but they're literally like their group was called Praxis and they're like, Marx, it's good. And they were like, workers unite. And I'm like, man, they just slapped us in the face with this one. I, I off, I would love to think I'd not heard about that show, but I would love to think that somewhere in Hollywood is like a pro capitalist, like conservative that did that on purpose. I think they and were it experimenting. just like slipped it in. It got canceled though. I wonder if if at Netflix they were just like, look, a lot of our shows follow themes that yeah. are more pro leftist. Yeah. Maybe if we make a show that follows another theme, we might actually see like maybe people like this stuff. And they made the show, and you know, not enough people watched it. It I sounds guess, a little so. too like satanic for me. I don't typically like those kinds of shows. Yeah, like it's 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 not a great show to be. Honest. <laughs> yeah. so I, it, it's so like, they it's set like the they set the pro capitalistic message up for failure, is what yeah, you're saying. Like, <laughs> I that I got I got to be honest, like. Happens. 
I, I was eye rolling at the overt politics that yeah. they had injected into it. And I was like, <sighs> and I don't want that in my entertainment. Right. I just want to be entertained. I wanted right. the werewolf to fight the wizard. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? And, and, and like, yeah. it's a brutal show. Cause like they show people getting their hearts ripped out and yeah. stuff like that. Well, most entertainment now is propaganda and, 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 it's, and it's hard not well, to see it shows everywhere. that are propaganda. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. It's awful. Shows. Dang. Ali Stuckey the other day had a thing where she was like posting on her stories, her Insta stories, all of the things that are kind of just, like just subtly in kid mm-hmm. shows and there's a show that my eight-year-old likes to watch and i walked in and i was like what and i could show you a video i took a video of it and i showed it to my husband and it's like a man in a sequence jacket with an effeminate voice and like a ton more makeup on than i'm wearing right now oh and fabulous gosh. fake eyelashes and painted nails and i was like hey to my eight-year-old i'm like who's this guy and she's like oh he's just on this episode he's the bad guy and he like wants to take over social media it was like a very what? Like, what? 2021 like trend <laughs> right and she was like that's the bad guy don't worry henry danger is gonna get him or whatever the show it was and i was just like oh my gosh it's happening or you even like like I'm, the bad guy was effeminate yeah but i'm like well at least they they re- acknowledge that you know we, I, I love it when there's bad ladies on shows i'm like you know women can be evil too hey, like yeah, kim jong un's sister anyone <laughs> um but so so it's, it's have you seen the boys no but i've heard it's really good the uh and i i think it's the second season i don't know whatever i, it's, I haven't seen it in a minute but one of the characters is literally meant to be i'm pretty sure like i think they were trying to rip off laura loomer really so they got this this she's like a, a nazi uh-huh. like superhero or whatever uh-huh. and i think it was a leftist version of the worst like they look at laura loomer I, for, for real, watch yeah. watch it, and you know Laura. If you end up seeing this, I'm, I wonder if she's seen it. Because when I saw that they announced before the season that they were introducing an alt right superhero or something yeah. like this, and I roll my eyes like, you know, like they're trying so it's hard. So to do original. This. I, well, I remember back got Ann Coulter. Like I, I feel like there's so many characters. I think it was right. like Ally yep. McBeal, SVU, like all these even movies where they would show like the you know kind of like CNN type news set that's commenting on what's ever happening in the movie, right? Like e- I think even in Day After Tomorrow, there was very much. There's always like the blonde that's making that argument, and they would make her be attractive and thin and tall, like Ann Coulter, and it's like. It's visually that's what the, you know that that's what they were thinking in the writers' room. I want to make sure I make this point clear too. I am not saying that Laura's a Nazi. I'm saying you have these leftists in Hollywood who get this fake media view of what Laura Loomer is, and yeah. then make a character based on this fake version. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't done a fake version of like Rogan or Shapiro right. or you know what I mean. It's it's bound to happen. Probably there, there's a new show on Netflix called was it was it called Conspiracy Theory? Is that what it is? Um, I forgot the name of it. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. I put it in my in my faves or I whatever. Don't know. I don't forget what it's. I, I watched the later episodes. Don't make it filled with propaganda. But there's there's a, a one of the characters is a, a mush a, a psychic mushroom from Hollow Earth, <laughs> and he has a bit in one episode where he can't he doesn't want to hang out with Joe Rogan anymore, and so like they did DMT together or something. That was fairly neutral. I thought it was funny. I, you know, I just want to be entertained. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. it's like the gladiator. But you got to understand, like, <laughs> entertainment has been weaponized. You can't relax. You can't sit back. You can't enjoy a lot of content because there's a lot of subconscious crap that they're trying to put in your brain because when you're watching entertainment, you let your guard down mm-hmm. and literally your subconscious mind picks up all these subtle nuances, all this larger messaging, all this larger propaganda. And that's why there's such 
big money in the entertainment industry. And that's why there's such sinister people like Harvey Weinstein, like Kevin Spacey within it Ugh. that do absolutely horrible things that are able to propagandize the future of this country and set the culture through Hollywood. There's a reason I, a lot of people in Hollywood say that it's run by Satan. And, 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 and a lot of people make jokes about it. But there's a lot of parallels. There's, there. there's, there, you are the lowest of the low if you tried to sexualize my eight year old. Mm-hmm. Like you are the lowest of the low. And, and if, if you are trying to, and that is, I think my biggest issue with lots of LGBTQ activists that you are trying to, um, change the physical, emotional, hormonal, and mental out, like outcome of a human being, especially before they're 18 years old. And, and, and using them as a political pawn for your personal sexual agenda, it's, yep. it's not okay. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up at TimCast.com. It'll be up around 11 or so p.m. So subscribe to uh, to our website as a member. Go to TimCast.com. We have exclusive segments that only appear on that website. They'll be on the front page. Let's read some Super Chats we got here. Darth Ribbit says, Tim, the Convention of States has a Maryland chapter. We have members up in the West Virginia, Maryland area. We have two Maryland senators and reps sponsoring the COS bill. Very cool. Convention of States. Very, very cool. Awesome. All right. Rekha Morrison says, Alberta is easing restrictions on the unvaxxed because, and I quote the premier, vaccine passports are leading to mass civil disobedience. He's in danger of losing his party leadership. Good. I didn't know that they were all a boot that up there. Good for you. Have you ever gone up there and had poutine? No. It's so good. I, I, I know, I know Canada because of my husband's dislike of it because he's from Detroit (laughs) and also Don Cherry. That's, that's (laughs) that's like all I know about Canada. I need poutine in my life. All right. Let's see. What is poutine? Like, is it like the the basic version is just French fries with cheese curds and gravy. Oh, well, that sounds delicious. But when you go to actual like poutine restaurants, they have like 30 different varieties. Is there so, like a all-you-can-eat buffet style? Because I'm from the Bible Belt, and we like that. It sounds like if there's 30 different varieties, I want the thing just, of fries, and then it, I want to be able to try the different kinds. Yes. Just make it simple. Just just eat a potato. Stop confusing no. things. No. <laughs> no. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, Biden literally went to a disaster zone where lives were lost and ruined, and yet folks still booed him. Yeah. Guys, it is that bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's so true. It's that's Yeah, it's... It's the effects of what happened pre the awful natural disaster on top of, I think people are like, screw you. You're just here for a photo op. Yeah. For me, the craziest thing is I still can't believe that uh, tomorrow I'm going to see Spider-Man in theaters. Oh, I'm yeah. So excited. Uh-huh. I've been just like so, so excited when the trailers came out and I knew Tobey Maguire was going to be is in it, it. Is it really like three hours long? Two and a half. It's only two and a half. I felt yeah. like somebody had said that they thought it was going to be three hours long. And I'm like, dang, like why? It's Sometimes I feel time. like movies, it's the old lady in me. I'm like, that's just 20 minutes too long. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Let's see. Moosey Moose says, DeSantis introduced a new bill, Stop Woke Act. Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act. Looks like DeSantis is bringing up, bringing us gift, gifts for Christmas. Someone also mentioned, like, stay away from DeSantis. He's ours. DeSantis. People have pointed out that if he runs for, for president, then Florida lose, loses mm. a great governor, you know? Yeah, but they're going to be okay. Yeah, I think so. He can just endorse the next guy or yeah. gal. Florida yeah. man and- has a reputation for a reason. <laughs> I mean, but don't we want to make America Florida again? We do. I got All that right. shirt too. Yeah, yeah. Christina H says, "How are the rage on behalf of the machine songs coming along? Can't wait to hear them. Step on Snack and find out will be awesome too. Much love from my dad and I to uh, to our favorite podcast. So normally we don't announce the guests we're having in the event that like they just cancel, 
But uh, Michael Graves is coming. Right. And he was a uh, he was a singer of the Misfits, I believe. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I I was recently talking to hang out with him. That's gonna be really awesome. We're gonna set up a little jam space. And I was telling him like we should do a big song where we should just get as many people who like play music to add some some tracks to it. So like you know we'll do some like guitar here, and then we've got uh, Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, who's doing That's drum cool. tracks for us. Yeah. Then we'll get Michael Graves to do like some vocals. Michael Knowles plays guitar. Yeah. Um, Jack Basobic plays bass. Sydney Watson plays piano yeah, and, and sings. sings. James O'Keefe sings right. And he's a DJ. And yeah. he's a DJ. Yep. And then oh, I was like, my gosh. And ben, have some but <laughs> and Ben Shapiro <laughs> Ben plays the violin. Violin. That's right. And and, was, and he's not a bad he's not a bad singer. So when really? we did a, yeah. when we did a morning That's show cool. together, we did a a. a, a morning answer listener cruise and <laughs> i love karaoke and so we did like kraus karaoke one night cool. and he sang some frank sinatra to his wife wow. who's a doctor by the way oh and is, um really. and uh <laughs> he has a good he's pretty decent so i i said i'm here by committing all of these people to this song yeah. rage on behalf of the sheen I, I said it'll be called rage on behalf uh, rage against the machine but like for real this yeah, time yeah <laughs> and or something like that and um because rage against the machine sold out yeah and they're now they're rage right. on behalf of yeah the machine. yeah but I, I i do feel like if we just do the basic tracks and tell someone give five minutes to throw us something on top of it this is people like would do it. the freedom movements version of uh you know a telethon <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh, instead of all we're saying is give peace a chance or yes. like one world <laughs> you're, this no is but your, it's like, gonna freedom. be a, it's gonna be a good song because we're not gonna screw around of and course I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna stick my name on anything bad you should get like uh, John Rich and Mike Rowe. Yeah. You know that Mike Rowe has like the number one song. In really? He had like a no. number one song in the country. Like, what does he, what does he play? He and, well, he sang it. Um, he and John Rich did like a dirty Santa Claus. Oh my like, gosh. Santa wow. gets dirty, like, you know, song. Isn't up. that hilarious? That's amazing. Yeah. Get Mike on. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Westside Power Sports says, any chance you can get Crowder on since he's off YouTube till after the new year? Would be a great IRL. Also, Merry Christmas to everyone. Is he off? I think I he got another hit. He got hit. Yeah. Which is complete BS, you know, and, and I always encourage people whenever they go after Crowder, YouTube gave him another strike. Show your support to him with Mug Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, he's not taking off for the holidays. I don't think he? he could go live. So I think he's taking his show to Rumble for right. a week. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, he still works. I, I said this earlier on Twitter. I'm like, when will big tech realize that the more you try to silence voices, it's like earned media. It's like free PR. And w- w- within limits, I think it's true for Bannon, though, um, because when they took him off YouTube, people want to watch Bannon. Yeah. So they just moved over to the podcasts. And so like his rating skyrocket. Yeah. You know, these are people who are looking for his content. The same thing is true for Crowder. Crowder's got over half a million subs on Rumble. Jeez. Like, so this, this yeah, was a does. huge mistake for YouTube. Yep. They only get by, by, by forcing the monopoly, but Crowder is not going anywhere. Yeah. So if he has to move to Rumble, his, his company still exists. Yep. He still has people. He has a family to feed. He has employees to, 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 to make sure he's, he's doing right by them. He's not going to shut his company down because he gets banned. No. no. And he's going to bring those millions of people. I think it's like 30 to 40 million per month over to Rumble. He has a lot of views. Yep. That's insane. YouTube needs to realize this. And I will, I will mention this too. Um, Nick brought this up to me. I, I I knew this last year. I didn't realize it. We are, in terms of a live show, mm-hmm. the number one super chatted show yeah. oh, hey. in the world, I guess, according to like YouTube metrics. And we're the 12th biggest live show on YouTube. That's awesome. Which is crazy to me. I didn't realize that. And they haven't tried to cancel you yet? They've they've given us a strike. So I recently, so they deleted the Alex Jones episode uh-huh. right when it happened last uh-huh. year. And we didn't do it. Like I talked to Google. They said, no, it's done. You can't bring it back. And so then I was immediately, I hit up Alex and Michael and I was like, come back. We're doing another new show 
because they won't reinstate this one. So I recently decided it's been a year. I'm going to click the appeal button. Mm. And then they, within a day said, we rejected your appeal. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. They've so, sent the stuff that they like try to censor too, like Larry Elder's video on why America isn't racist. Or I did a PragerU video about how America's abortion laws are more uh, left than socialist countries. Yep. Yeah. And they, they like censor it. Yeah. Um, Dr. Dr. Peter McCullough was censored today. Yeah. Crazy. I remember you saying that. And and it's so crazy because it's like if you Google what kids can watch, like transgender reading hour or a drag queen storybook yeah, hour, yeah. like that's not put with a warning. That's not censored, but just factual information totally is. All right. Anthony Epi's uh, Epley says in your discussion about virtual reality you should look into Vasily Mahanenko's series Way of the Shaman, Invasion, and Banned from Barleona. They cover all the issues you were talking about and take it even farther in the story. Hmm. Interesting. We were talking about um, Metaverse the other day. It freaks me out. Yeah, it's creepy, man. But it, wouldn't, yeah. don't you want to just, uh, like, here's the way I described it to uh, Surrogate? Like the movie Surrogate? Nope, no, don't want no, that. No, 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 no. Imagine this. Right, exactly. You walk over to your treadmill uh-huh. and you turn it on uh-huh. and then you put in your, your, your Metaverse chip and then in your mind, you're sitting in Old Country Buffet. While your body is running on the treadmill. And then you're just eating, you know, peanut butter pie, brisket. You got chicken wings. You got a burger and pizza. And you can eat as much as you want. And then when you're done, you take it off. And you're just running on the treadmill. And then you nope. stop and get off. Nope. I, I like reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Some people, though. A lot of the, when you take drugs, a lot of the response you feel is your body's re- chemical response to the drug. Yeah. So I wonder if you go into virtual reality and you induce what your body thinks is the drug, mm-hmm. that your body will produce the response, even though you didn't actually, you only took a simulated so, drug. So there's some insane technology that I guess has been out for a while, but now it's like some of it is on the market where they have like the, like the emissions of what receptors are. So like what a Jack and Coke is like and how it makes you feel and like the body's receptors to that. I could be totally biffing this, but it's like this wearable that you can have like a Jack and Coke setting or huh. a relaxed setting or uh, like a setting that makes you feel like maybe you, you know, you took a hit of pot or had some CBD and that you're not actually ingesting it. It's like this wearable is like emitting whatever waves do that anyway and so there is something i think that with the metaverse like you have those things coming together and i think with all technology there's an incredible opportunity for medical advancements and economic advancements and educational advancements right between like ar vr and 3d printing like you could do medical school with people in the middle of nowhere in like sub-saharan africa that'd be incredible um gotta get them power first which greta thornberg doesn't want us to do but uh i i think with that though definitely like with great power comes great responsibility and it's real dangerous when you start to go the way of people becoming obsessed with that falsehood right and i and i think it is bad for society all right, LaPool of Death Gaming says, how do I debate people who won't accept any news source that isn't their preferred source, especially those who love CNN? Use CNN. That's why <laughs> yeah. I love yep. using yep. CNN. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, CNN reported on their producer who is, you know, trafficking kids. Yeah. On cable TV, they don't. So also, I think you just got to understand if, 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 you know, out of 99, out of 100 articles, 99 are leftist, and there's one that actually hits the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Use it. And then be like, what are you talking about? This is the Daily Beast. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. New York Times, even. Right. The New York like, Times is saying Joe Biden shouldn't be president. I love to post NPR stories. Uh, yes. No, it's it's great, my fave. Right? It's 
through. Now, they falsely <laughs> frame things a lot. Yep. But the point is, if you're debating someone and really trying to change their mind, you're not going to pull up Alex Jones, where he's like, turn the freaking frogs gay. Like, that's a little too much for the average person. But you can pull up NPR saying something like, you know, Biden's economic plans have failed and the yep. Build Back Better plan is over. Or CNN reporting on his abysmal approval rating. Right. Or how about, you know, it happened only after the election, but the laptop. Yep. You know, after the election, like, oh, yeah, this laptop actually was real. I also, when it comes to COVID stuff, I love to just pull straight from the CDC's website. Yes. People are like, wait, what? Only, you know, how? No, it's so dangerous to kids. You're trying to kill your kids when you let them walk around without a mask on, Alicia. And I'm like, well, uh, but how many children have died? And they're like, thousands. And I'm like, well, actually, screen grab. Here you go. Not true. Exactly. All right. Let's see. Rock says, can we stop praising DeSantis who signs and supports anti-free speech laws, silencing people and companies that support boycotts of a foreign nation? I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Yeah, not a fan of criticism for that. Can we we cycle back to what we talked about when we were talking about MLK and the affairs and stuff and how nobody's perfect? Yeah, yeah. I I would much rather take that than, you know, other Republicans who are anti-2A and do other things, too. All right. Let's see. Let's grab something good. Tyler says, this is to Ian. I am sorry for the tone of previous criticisms. I have newfound appreciation for your contributions. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, there you go. Anything else to add, Ian? Moderator <laughs> Blue says, <laughs> had a dream once Joe Biden made an, uh, made an address and said, American people, it's been found our dollar value is a Russian asset, so we will use the full power of the federal government to put a stop to it. <laughs> uh, that might be happening right now with the happening? moves that they've the been way, making. I'm sorry that those are your dreams, man. Uh, like dreams are supposed dream. to be good, happy things. Yeah, yeah that weird. was like uh, one of those news articles. Well, those are interesting and creative. Uh, those are cool dreams, I think. The U.S. dollar is a Russian asset. <laughs> hilarious. Busy B says the parents or athletes would have never complained if the trans athlete would have been not good. Mm. They would have been cool with it. Everyone should have stood up from the beginning. Is the trans athlete allowed to use the women's locker room? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine why not. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would have spoken up way sooner than that. Yes. All right, let's see. There was one I saw before. The Great Treasure says, Great guest. If you will not fight when you are most likely to win, you will fight when it is most certain you will lose because it is better to die than to live as a slave. Yep. Churchill. Absolutely. Mm, interesting. Good Love quote. me some Churchill. Yeah. yeah. He also liked whiskey and scars, so that's cool too. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and freedom. <laughs> yes. M, uh, MZ Kim says, there's a huge difference between getting sued for violating EEOC by a private individual and the full force and effect of the state enforcing mandates. Yeah. Not true. Wrong. Really, though? Yes. The EEOC comes at you as a state agency, not as an individual. I filed National Labor Board complaints against organizations, and it is not me personally hiring a lawyer and going after them. They get a call from the government who says, don't lie to us. Here's what's going to happen next. And they go, "You, you, okay, okay. Huh. When you file an EEOC complaint, the government comes after them, not an individual. Interesting. So it's actually, um, I would actually argue... When you violate the mandate, you're going up against one man, Bill de Blasio and his executive order. Yep. And then his underlings. Yep. When you go, when you go, when you violate someone's, uh, med- like if someone's got a medical condition and they can't get, uh, uh, you know, so you fire them. Mm-hmm. Now you've got city, state and federal agencies you're going up against. So the, I think it's, it's clear as day that people fear de Blasio more than three different agencies. New York City has a human rights commission. The states has a human rights commission and the federal government has the EOC. But when you have uh, Kathy Hochul at the state saying that God wants you to get vaccinated and um, enforcing all of these mask mandates and vaccine mandates and stuff like 
as a business owner, don't you assume that you're really not going up against the three you're going up against it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like it's two and two at this point and then when you have the biden like you really are odd man out rocking a hard place all right let's see pitsu says nyc will be the u.s gulag perhaps i don't know about the entirety of the city are they gonna build camps like in australia <laughs> the metaverse is the u.s gulag they have nowhere to put camps I mean, I mean they're getting Alex rid of their Jones. prisons. Well, he said that they can't that, even run their prisons in New York City. But de Blasio was going to, well, they're going to release all the prisoners and put unvaccinated people in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was saying that uh, de Blasio wants to take all the buildings, like the vacant buildings. Yeah. And, and well, he said he wanted to buy so. some of these cheaper buildings and convert yep. them into public housing. A- AKA COVID prisons. Yep. Yep. I could see it. Well, there you go. All right. Stephen White says, that's why you need to come to Tennessee. We have nuclear with, with the Y-12 power plant and the hydroelectric with plenty of, hydroelectric with plenty of dams. I do like Bill Lee. That's the governor there, right? I don't know. Bill Lee. No idea. Bill Lee is right. the governor there. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee governor? I'm a fan. Dawson Jackal says, remember the movie Soylent Green was set in 2022 and in New York. You will be happy. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen that one. Maybe. Bill Lee. Is that yeah. It's Bill. also important to know anyone comes into New York City is tracked and databased because they have toll roads. that oh, literally yeah. take a picture of everyone coming easy in pass. and out. Yeah, it's yep. tracking your easy pass. That's for sure. So they Mike, could convert it to a prison very easily. Michael Young says there is a Ben Shapiro character in the Daniel Craig movie Knives Out. It was pretty bad. Was there? Though? Oh, so Ben speculated that uh, what's Chris Evans character was like supposed to be him. Really? I Chris Evans? Right? Was it, wasn't that who it was? No. Chris Wait. Evans is like six foot tall and ripped. That's Captain America. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, he was he, in Knives in Out. It. He's like the rich Can kid. Can someone CGI Ben Shapiro as Captain that America? That would be fantastic. Like fighting the Winter Soldier? Like so that. you know the, that the like... The guy before though. Before he became Captain America. So, <laughs> I think that's more likely. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be honest here. No. Let's be honest. Why does everybody rip with, Ben's size? You worked with him. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not making fun of him from his size. I'm making fun of the, the idea that someone would claim... Chris no, Evans I think it was the character. It was like the actual like demeanor and personality yeah, and like what that. he said about wealth and like education and stuff like that. I think that that's what they're trying to do. I, I watched I, not, the movie not, and I actually really enjoyed the movie and I didn't see the comparison. No, not it can't be Chris. Ben Shapiro is not a, 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 a like the Chris Chris Evans character is a narcissist. And I don't believe Ben Shapiro is a narcissist. He's a thousand percent not. Right. Yeah. So the Chris Evans character is like, but I'm if smarter you're, if and you're, I'm better than you. But if you. you're a radical leftist, oh, right. you right. watch Ben Shapiro and think he's that he's himself. a narcissist. The persona of Ben Shapiro. Yes. It was crazy watching Ben debate that dude, um, Malcolm Nance no. yeah. on, on, on uh, Bill Maher. I wish I had gone on And I'm like, why would anyone support Nance who is just being mean and snide? He just literally had zero comebacks. Yeah. He just yeah. looked like a like a... Ben shouldn't have said. We got to teach America how to lose again. Ben shouldn't have said I sleep on piles of money though, but I get it. He can't. (laughs) You mean that thug life? You didn't want that moment? (laughs) No, because you're trying to win hearts and minds. When when Malcolm Nance said, "Is this what you do on your show?" Because it sucks. Yeah. Ben said, "I'll think about that when I sleep on piles of money." Yeah. It's like, dude, if they're accusing you of being a grifter, that's not the route you should go. My response would be like, Malcolm, like. Please, we were trying to do a professional conversation yeah. here. There's no reason to get derogatory. And then he would have been like, okay. Well, I, I actually, he could have tuned in. Yeah, this is why this many X millions of people tune into my show. But I, I, <laughs> I think like, um, you know, what I often do on Facebook when people are agitated, I just, mm-hmm. I just respond with like, I don't understand why you're being so mean right now. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately like deescalate. Not I everybody. But I sometimes say Jesus loves you. I don't have to. Oh, yeah. That's wow. Good. Good. <laughs> no, it's like, why are you being mean? I don't understand. And then they'll yeah. be like, well, I'm just saying, I'll be like, I, I, you know, I know. 
And so if someone was on the show and they were like, man, you sure do suck at what you do, I'd just be like, look, I'm not here to, to tell you, like to insult you and be mean to you, man. I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. But we don't have to. You know, I'm not trying to. Make I, it I would love to do. go to their job and be like, you suck at what you, you do suck. all day long. I, I but know. it was it was still it was really, really good. I mean, uh, Nance did. I, I don't think he was like um, the worst in terms of being able to respond. But he clearly these people don't have answers. They know what they're talking about. You know? No, especially I think specifically in that conversation or debate or whatever you want to call it, like on the CRT stuff, like Ben was a thousand percent right. Like you guys are trying to label it something else, but this is indeed what it is. And Ben is like from another planet and has the ability to almost photographically remember all yeah. of the details of these things and break down those arguments. Watching that debate, I was just like, Ben Shapiro's got talent mm. when he was when he was just rapid fire with the, yeah. with the with the wit and yeah. the answers and the yeah. recall yeah damn super smart guy yeah. don't agree with him on some issues but super how smart. dare you yeah. sir <laughs> yeah you better agree with him on everything that's damn. my brother from another mother yeah. all right i gotta i gotta read this one rob ingram says to touch in your convo from yesterday or was it monday about the death sentence for rapists and pedos why should they live free while their victims live with a lifelong scar i want to make sure I, I feel like people aren't understanding because we got a bunch of super chats from people who don't understand the reason i oppose the death penalty is because the government kills innocent people. To put it simply, like I asked Ian, how many innocent people are you willing to kill to make sure that those bad people also die? For me, the answer is zero. I am unwilling to take the chance that the state is sanctioned to kill innocent people because it might kill many of the bad people. Benjamin Franklin said it is better that a 100 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. If the bad person is locked in a steel box and can't leave and the threat is zero, then I don't believe we should kill them. It's bad enough the state convicts innocent people. But if if, if the number is one out of a thousand, out of every thousand bad people, really bad evil people who are convicted, one innocent person is locked in a steel box, I still feel that is very, very bad that we have locked an innocent person in a steel box. But I will be damned if I'm going to be the person who says, I'd like to sign off on killing that person next because those people are really bad too. So the way I see it is we must neutralize the threat. If there is someone who is a violent, evil murderer and it's to the degree where they're like, there is no rehabilitation. There is no releasing this person. They will kill again. We lock them in a steel box and we throw away the key. That way, at least, at the very least, you don't have to answer to anyone as to why you took the, you were willing to kill even one innocent person. Because I believe, and I am not a, 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 a very religious person, but I believe you are, mm -hmm. that in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, that God said, if there's but one righteous person, I will not destroy the city. Yeah, but after he found zero righteous people, he still destroyed the city. That's exactly true. And that's why I'm saying, if I can see, if, if I'm watching someone commit an atrocity, I will act in, in self-defense of that person with the use of lethal force. If I see someone who has just gone on a rampage, they've killed several people and they're planning on doing it again, I will absolutely apply lethal force in defense of others. So, I, But if there I, is a person and the state comes to me and says, I am a representative of the state, trust me when I say this person is bad. I'll say, hell no. But don't you think that part of the reason why the state, I think it, it is a good thing that the state does do this in certain circumstances because... You don't want armed vigilantes running around having cowboy justice? Well, why would that be the case? Because you have parents or families of no, people. I'm saying when the guy's who... locked in a box. I'm not, I'm saying if the guy's out there, then I would, if, if someone abuses a child to an extreme degree and is running around and there's a threat to someone else and someone says, oh no, it's this guy and he's done these things and we know it definitively. I've watched it with my own eyes and we've seen videos and everyone knows. I must stop him for defense of others. It's a very different situation to the state 
coming to me and saying, trust me as we execute this person. I wonder how people like Elizabeth Smart feel about that. Like, I would be very curious to actually talk to victims or Natalie Holloway's People seem to think I'm saying that we shouldn't kill bad people. What I'm saying is there is no circumstance in which I will trust the state that the person they are holding in front of me is the guilty person. What is the statistics on that, though? Uh... I, to me, it's 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 irrelevant. If it was one, if, if there is if there is a thousand guilty people and one innocent person among the bunch, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign off on that. Hmm. I, I just I can't I I will not justify even one innocent person being killed for in the name of justice. I, it, it doesn't ring for me. Uh, I I look at Blackstone. I look at this look like like you mentioned the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, God made sure the righteous people were gone. Mm-hmm. If I had omnipotence and I could know for sure what was in someone's heart and mind. Be a very different story. I'll put it very simply for everybody. If there was a child abuser and bestowed upon me was, 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 uh, omniscience for only the fleeting moment that I could see the man in his mind replaying everything he did and confessing to it to me, I'd be like, pull the switch. Mm-hmm. We cannot allow this person to, to, to carry on their ideas that the damage they've done to people. But the problem I have is with the state. But don't you think that there are people in the state and I know some of them who, who have that, who sit in the room with those guys? No. You don't think that there are any Kamala decent Harris. people? Okay, Kamala, well, let's not go there. And she had attacking David Delighton and they would have, donors. But. They would have put Kyle Rittenhouse in prison for the rest of his life. Kamala Harris kept a man on death row because she didn't want to, uh, because they, they had evidence that would have exonerated him and mm-hmm. she didn't want to look at it. It's not even about the, the callousness. It's not even about the error. It's not even about them being like, we didn't realize he was innocent. It's about people like Kamala Harris literally being like, I don't care if he is innocent. Kill him. Kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude. You've got you've got really screwed up people working in government and they are willing to say these are the people who are willing to say, I don't care if I kill an innocent person so long as we execute more people. And I Kamala Harris used uh, uh, did, was her office was denying parole to people because oh, yeah. they wanted slave labor. Uh-huh. These people are evil and I will I, I will not give them the power to kill because they will kill the innocent. People in the chat are saying that this is the real pro-life uh, position to take if you're going to have pro-life views on abortion this is also should translate in this so way. the difference between being pro-life <laughs> and being in favor well, of the death penalty is that someone who is on death row has done something yep. wrong not whereas true. we don't know yet you're literally if they are this, convicted this is, this is, of a crime if they have been found guilty by a jury of their peers yep yes if there's irrefutable, irrefutable yeah. evidence that they have done what they've done yeah a child before even breathing oxygen has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Agreed. You're the innocent, innocent person. By default yeah. and incapable of any kind of voice. If and you're I, upset I'll, at Fauci for the Beagles, then you should be anti-abortion. And I want to, I want to, I want to point something out too. I said this earlier on another segment. One of the arguments I've often made is the challenge I have with, uh, with, with anti-abortion legislation would simply just be where the government gets to be involved in protecting when, the innocent. Well, that I understand, but the issue is if there's a woman who's got, say, an ectopic pregnancy or something, to what degree do we say the government has to be involved? That doesn't mean that there's going to be a, 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 a you know, a government agent walking in and signing checkboards, you know, a, a checklist of Well, what, to what degree is the government involved when a, a woman births a baby into the world? They really well, aren't so unless there's like a, a this class is, action lawsuit. This is quite literally the happens. point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that the left is willing to entertain almost every single circumstance that the government intervenes in medical decisions, mm-hmm. even to the point where a doctor can't give you medication or you can't buy medication unless a, a doctor or signs off on a pad. Or you can't refuse medication. 
or you can't refuse medication. So I think the important point, and this is good, uh, 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 an important point for pro-life individuals, when the left says, I don't want the government involved in my private medical decisions, uh-huh. then say, then why, why are you in favor of prescriptions? The prescriptions are quite literally, you can go to jail if you forge one. Yep. That is the government telling you, you are not allowed to take medication. Yep. If, if, if I say, Donald Trump says this medication is, is something I should take, I should be allowed to take it, right? If you, if you on the left think you should not be allowed to, pharmacists should not give it to you, and the government should regulate that you can't have it unless it's signed off, then how is that any different from the government being involved in abortions? Yeah. The government is already involved. Euthanasia. You can't just go to a doctor and say, I'd like to have my life ended. The government says no. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my issue for the most part is just there's a very difficult line. As far as I'm concerned with that, I think people should be allowed to take the medications they choose and they want to, even if it's recreationally. I'm very libertarian. I don't like the government regulating all this stuff because Fauci doesn't know. He does not know what's right for us. That guy's been wrong too much. But it's, it's tough moral questions. However, uh, the point I was making earlier this morning and why I wanted to bring that up mm-hmm. is that the reality is I don't think most people are driven by principle, but many try to be. I think people just have moral lines where they're like, I don't know if I would be okay with that. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. I believe this is more, you, you see a phenomenon with the, le- phenomenon with the left where they're substantially, their principles are way lower than their emotion. Mm. And then on the right, you have emotion way lower than their principles. Yeah. But that still means there are going to be people on the right who will contradict their own principles because there are certain moral lines they won't cross. This, the, for the left, they'll cross many moral lines because they're driven by emotion. And I think all sides will cross a moral line when they become about the person and not the principle. Mm. And I think, you know, you can get the staunchest anti-death penalty person in the world, have them witness one of these crimes, and they'll be the ones. Have them go in and look at all the prosecutor's files. Then they'll and be the see. one saying, I'll pull yep. the lever. You yep. let me do it. I'll come in. Yep. My, my, my challenge is ultimately on that position with the death penalty is state bad. State, state, not smart, state, not omniscient. You know, if, if the, if the Lord himself came to me and said, this person did these things, then I'd be like, well, I mean, honestly, I'd say, you know, you pass judgment, not me. But, um, if it was for the safe, safety of the community and we knew this person had forfeited their rights to due process and it was definitive. And that, in that case, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm still not necessarily in favor of just killing someone if you've already subdued the threat, but I understand that. Do you support jail, state enforced jail? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the, the issue here is... So uh, taking someone's life away from them, but letting them have three square meals a day in a in a box is okay. Through due process. But, but ending yes. their life through due process is no. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, and it's, and it's, it's namely about, like, I understand a lot of people are like, look, these people are so evil, they should not be allowed to live. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not the person who thinks I have a right to determine who has a right to live or not. If this, if the threat is subdued, we contain it, then we can carry on. I, a part of me thinks it should be up to the victims' families. Mm. Interesting. Because there have been cases where you have, you know, guys who murdered teenage girls, and then there's like this incredible forgiveness and restoration yep. and healing where the right. parents come in and they like minister to them and then they're friends and then they you know get them on a work release for and like right, those kinds yeah. of i'm not that good of a person uh, if it was my kid i'd kill you myself like i would be like that dad in the larry nasser courtroom that jumped over the bench to beat the you know yeah. what out of him and and i think that uh, a part of this is i think it goes back to like america's roots and like good old-fashioned well, biblical Judeo-Christian values and then the good old West of like, you do, you done wronged my family 
and like eye for an eye here. So Rob Ingram says, I get your reasoning, but you can avoid the government executing innocent pe- innocent folks by ensuring they are guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Also show all proof in a televised trial. Mm-hmm. But beyond a reasonable doubt is the quite is exact is, is exactly the opposite of definitively true. Beyond a reasonable doubt just means an average person says this is the most likely scenario. It is beyond a reasonable doubt. However, there are many people who have been convicted of crimes. There was one I was watching recently about, um, I can't remember who covered this. A security guard heard a gunshot, called the police. The police came and found a dead young woman. They blamed the security guard, and then they prosecuted and convicted him, and he went to prison for 18 years. Later, it turns out, the state knew that there was a gang that was robbing the neighborhood Hmm. and was there, but they just wanted a prosecution. So beyond a reasonable doubt, yes. When they went to the jury and they said he was there, he was armed, he, he was, uh, you know, the only person at the scene. And they said, here's exactly why. And the jury said, well, it's proven to me beyond a reasonable doubt. And the dude was innocent the whole time. And it took away his eight, they took away 18 years of his life. So I'm actually in favor of this. They don't, they typically don't pay people who are convicted, who are innocent mm-hmm. because they say we didn't do anything wrong. I don't care if the state wants to deprive someone of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it turns out they were wrong. Oh. They should be responsible. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I actually think this. If someone is arrested for a crime and they're going to be held without bail, they should be put up in a standard like three-star hotel room. Not literally a hotel. But their 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 detainment should be a nice bed with turn down service, a TV, access to the Internet, because taking away someone's access to, to, to communications on the basis of presumption of a crime without proving it. I think it's wrong. Well, if you storm in a three star, you're going to get people committing crimes that are destitute because it's right. better than where they the hellhole that they live. Yeah. The I mean, these are the, these are the challenges. I would I would sure fine whatever. Some people will keep committing crimes to go back to jail because they feel more at home there. No, because when you actually get convicted, then they bring you to the you know less nice place. My point is, Kyle Rittenhouse was was in jail for three months with no shower. And there, yeah, he should have been in a normal, I'm not saying give him a luxury condo. I'm saying give him a nice bed of TV and the internet because it turns out, guess what? He didn't do it. He was innocent. He it was, it was acting in self-defense. He was found not guilty by a jury of his peers. So with that being said, why did he spend three months locked down? There are people who go to jail as they get sentenced to three months for their crimes. Mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse spent three months in jail and he was innocent. Mm-hmm. So he should have been. I agree with that. They, there should be a payout for that, those types of people. Yeah, I think they should pay him out. At the the, the uh, problem uh, is, is then when you have the Casey Anthony type cases where you're or the OJ Simpson, yeah. where you're like, eh, where where do you draw the line? I'm going to say one more thing on this. Uh, Matt Armstrong says ban all abortions in the U.S. It is genocide. My final thought before we go to the member segment. I believe if there is going to be a civil war in this country, well, I'm sorry, we're in a cold civil war. Mm -hmm. It's an information Mm -hmm. war for sure. But if it becomes kinetic, I believe abortion will be the the moral catalyst. When, 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 uh, here's my, here's my timeline for potentialities. I don't, I'm not saying it's possible. It's true. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying Supreme Court has already signaled they'll overturn Roe v. Wade, June 2022. At least that's what the left is saying. And that's what NBC and many other outlets are saying. Then you get a red wave in November and a bunch of Republicans in the Senate and Congress pass a federal abortion ban now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. But Joe Biden vetoes it. The 2024 election results in the Republicans saying the first thing I will do is I will sign this bill, you know, the ban Mm -hmm. abortion bill. Mm -hmm. 
then you'll get blue states saying we will not abide by this federal law. Well, yeah, you already have Newsom saying that California is going to be an abortion sanctuary. And then you're going to get federal law enforcement by red states demanding it be ended because it's a moral uh, it's it's a moral evil. But the, the as, as I stated, Democrats and the left aren't going to storm red states to set up abortion clinics. Right. But red states, National Guard, law enforcement, feds will go in to shut down illegal abortion clinics should a law get passed. So that's my potential timeline. And if those things were to pass, then I believe you could end up with states trying to secede and things like that. So yeah. that's just my final thought on that one. Mm. But we got to go to the members only. We're going to start recording that members only segment. So go to TimCast.com and become a member. It's in the top right corner. You can sign up. We're going to have a member segment coming up. And uh, make sure to check out. You get access to a huge library of content from all of our past guests. So we greatly appreciate it. Help support all of our work. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. Follow us on Instagram. And you can follow me at TimCast. Uh, do you want to shout anything out? At Alicia Krauss on all, on all social platforms. Alicia Krauss, not Alicia Cross. Alicia Krauss. <laughs> yep. We're going to mess that up. And uh, just yep. so people know, I have my own media organization. I released two videos today, one a daily news video and another very important one about talking points that you could share with your loved ones when you're meeting with them over the holiday season. You could watch that one exclusively on LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see some of you guys there. Thanks for having me. You can always catch me at IanCrossland.net. Uh, check out my social media accounts from there, and I will see you later. Very wonderful, spirited lady conversation tonight. I really enjoyed your company, Alicia. Thanks. You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patch Lids. We will see all of you over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.